That was that was great. It, we're I was still just going to say that. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Xbox Era podcast. I'm Sika Mechanico and I'm joined as always by a special Nick. What's going on? And it is our distinct pleasure to have a very special guest, uh, Destin Ligari from IGN. Welcome, Destin. Bam. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh, he Good. did bam. I was hoping he would. I'm like, of course. I wonder if I thought, is that exclusive to Unlocked or will he give us bam as well? No, you want it's... more bams? Check me out every, t- what we air it on Tuesdays, right? We record on Tuesdays and I think it goes live Tuesday nights, Unlocked over on IGN.com. All the bams. Yeah. All of the bands. All the bands. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you got that. That was good. I'm discovering I need a catchphrase. Like, I, you know, nah. I, there's several guests now. This no, is no. a catchphrase. I get hello and welcome. You You're know, the like, serious person, so you stay that yeah, way. I kind of, you know, I'm feeling a little bit left out, but no, no, no. I digress. That's okay. um, we're back with a with another episode. It's been a, a really great week if you're a big Xbox fan, although not mm. if you're not willing to shell out Forty-five pounds or forty dollars. I know there's a lot of furor going on on mm. the internet about this whole early access thing. But regardless, yeah. Forza Horizon Five is out. Um, I've been playing it a little bit before the early access went on sale. Thanks, Nick. Um, can't believe I gave up that code. <laughs> I can't believe you gave up the code. I was like, all right. I can't believe I, I gave up that chances. code. But um, so you haven't you haven't played it yet, right? Not yet. I had a no. code for it, and I very <laughs> stupidly gave it away to someone. There were videos that needed creating. I was there. Thank. I appreciate the sacrifice. Oh. What about you, Destin? Have you played Forza Horizon 5 yet? Are you a fan of the series? I played a little bit. I played too much, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> uh, I started playing like I'm a casual racing fan, and I started playing it. And uh, I played a decent amount of Forza Horizon 4, but I didn't like get super into it. I started Forza Horizon 5, and man it just hits all the right notes Mm. it is so fun and i didn't like put it on super hard difficulty or anything i just kind of played on normal or whatever the default setting was and then adjusted as i played through and i just had such a great time i i really love the game i've been doing online i finally did the eliminator uh i think the best i've done is seventh though i gotta get good at that it's their battle royale yeah um I was amazed that Forza had a battle royale. I'm like, okay, what is this? And I love that you start with <laughs> a bug and then you, you have to like upgrade your car. It's really yeah, interesting. It's really uh, clever. The game's a blast. have you played have you played split second? No. Have you played but, split like, second? That's that's a throwback. That's it is a throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a big uh, I, rem- I might have. I don't remember it though. Because that that's I th- I assume where Playground got their inspiration for the Eliminator because it, that mode is in split second where there's oh, right. eight cars, last one left behind. So every 20 seconds, 30 seconds, something like that. It's been a while since I've played split second. But every 20 or 30 seconds, whoever's in last place blows up. They're eliminated until there's only one man standing. It's, it's um, a great mode. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. It's definitely taking advantage of the zeitgeist of battle royales. Um, yeah. Because you know, I've seen I've seen all the Halo needs a battle royale, but that's a that's another topic of conversation. But Yes, similarly to you, Destin, you know, loaded it up, the the intro and the way it just drops you into all those different cars and it shows you the sights of Mexico. Uh, it's incredibly slick. It's incredibly well done. I've been bouncing around between my Series X, my Series S and my PC, which I got working again, by the way. I know if anyone saw on Twitter earlier, I was having a few hiccups. Mm. There was a Windows 11 update. Once it kicked in, it was all good. Um, 
and it actually got me googling wheels on amazon i was like oh, oh, do i do i need to get a wheel <laughs> for this but it's it's great and it's one topic of conversation i see coming up a lot in on twitter and in our forums and certainly in the xbox community is should this be on the game of the year possibilities list and then yes, a lot yes. Of people... absolutely yes i nominated it for for game of the year or i will <laughs> be whenever we do that uh yeah and uh you know, my, my friend Mark, I think for him, it's a game of the year contender also. And he's he leans more PlayStation and even he's playing it. And he's like, this game is phenomenal. And it's it's a mm. game of the year contender for him, too. So yeah. uh, it's it's really, really good. And it, I do have a further question for both of you. Could a cool. racing game ever win game of the year? That's the real question, right? Yeah. And that that's the topic of conversation, right? Is a lot of people denounce that and say, it's a racing game. It's a sports game. It doesn't, it doesn't get that chance because it's not a narrative driven, trying to be like a movie evoking emotions about a troubling storyline or something like that. It's, it's just pure fun and joy and a love for cars and the country that it's set in. And it's, it's really good. I think but, it mm, shouldn't be, it should be able to win because it's a great it game. That's right. The end. It's, <laughs> I mean, like uh, my assumption is that the conversation gets broken down into the way movies do it, yeah. Like the Golden Globes has best picture comedy, best picture drama. Um, I don't know. Are the Game Awards going to head in the same direction? Best game, well, narrative driven experience, best game, whatever. Like, well, they do categories, but they also have um, they have a cutoff. I don't know if Forza made it because they're cut off sometime in November. I know Halo's uh, not going to make it. No, no Halo definitely won't. Yeah. Um, no, I think Forza Horizon just sneaks in, depending yeah. on the people nominating. I think. Well, what else? What else have we think. had this year? Because for me, Forza's Forza's a runner. I'm going to vote for Ratchet. Returnal. Well, there's been Ratchet and Returnal. Yeah, those there's, are on top of my mind. Um, for me personally, Artful Escape. Yeah. I think. Oh, is yeah. Up there. What was the uh, Death Store? Yeah, Death Store. That yeah, was the other one. Um, I'm just trying to think what else. What else uh, has there been? Psychonauts two. Yeah, Psychonauts um, two. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, for yep. me, Little Nightmares two. I thought it was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. That was way back in what February or something. And on the topic of Game of the Year, we've got a very very helpful user in the chat who's just throwing money. <laughs> hate, hate watching this podcast right now. You do you, bro. <laughs> Xbox will never be better than PlayStation says. Ratchet will win. Cope, Nick. You got the point. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. If that's you, how you're you spending Saturday night, oh, more man. power to you. Thank you for your money. That makes um, me laugh. It does. For for <laughs> me, uh, it's it's down to Returnal and Forza. Like those are the those are the two for me that I've enjoyed the most this year, and uh, I love Ratchet and Clank, and I think mm. that will be the one that's more likely in most people's minds but uh yeah i i do hope forza gets a gets a shot at least a, i think it's going to be close yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting because um i don't think you know every, every year that forza has come out it's been like horizon it's been one of the highest rated games of the year every time mm. released one since forza horizon 2 right mm. um, maybe even the first one I think the first one was still like a big universal surprise. This new studio yeah. just bowls up, nails it on the first attempt, and then iterates mm. constantly and improves. And 
you know, I just seen Thomas Fellows in the super chat, Forza Horizon 5 now standing oh, at 913,000 players. Uh, and yeah. it's not technically out until Tuesday. That's pretty yeah, interesting. The Game Pass numbers are going to bump that up a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the 913,000 players. That's people that have paid some kind of money. So they've either bought the premium or they've bought the add-on for Game Pass subscribers. So, so let's say all 1 million, we'll, we'll just use a million because it's a rounder number, yeah. paid, paid $44. Yep. Minimum. 44 times a million is $44 million. <laughs> 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 so it seems, oh, seems like it's selling okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing all right. Mm, it is. But yeah, you mentioned Deathloop. I think that's that's another one that um, critics were oh, yeah. very very pleased with. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game of the year. And I think for Microsoft, you know, uh, Psychonauts two and and Forza Horizon five are the two that they're probably like, yeah, these are our studios. I mean, Deathloop. I, uh, who celebrates? You know, which side celebrates if that wins? Both. I Both. don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not really a. I know. It's not really it's not. a side. You well, know, it's just mocking the Twitterverse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, apparently, everything plate, needs to be like that. I think it's Deathloop, Ratchet, Returnal, Forza, and I'm missing one. Deathloop. Flight Sim doesn't count, does it? Mm, I don't I'm think sure. it will because it's a. It's sort of like a re-release. It's like, okay, well, yeah, then, right. does, then does Death Stranding Director's Cut count? Yeah, Ghost that's Machine right. Director's Cut count. Mm. And in yeah. my opinion, th those two don't because they're re-releases. No, that's yeah. right. It's like, oh, Doom yeah. got a graphical upgrade. Does that <laughs> does that count? Can you imagine? But uh, Icky Island is that's a that's an expansion that could win like best expansion. I don't. Think yeah, yeah. Win, like game that's of true. the year though. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Forza Horizon Five. I, I'm sure if the chat has played it, they they won't be watching this. They'll probably be playing Forza Horizon Five because it's very very addictive. Um, but yeah, kudos to the team for delivering that. It's uh, it's an excellent game and wholeheartedly recommend it. I think we gave it a 9.6. I think IGN gave it a 10. Yeah, we gave and it a 10. A, wow. And yep. um, yeah, I back that 10, 100%. Yeah. It's definitely my colleague Mark also backed the 10, I know. And everybody's playing it now and they're like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, Pear, everybody knows Pear like runs IGN. He's playing it right now mm -hmm. and he is loving it. He's, he's a big Forza fan. Forza Motorsport yeah. and Horizon, and uh, he's having a blast. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, um, play I'm Forza. Just, <laughs> that's mm. the message. Mm. Um, just quickly deal with a couple of super chats. We've got uh, Keris in the chat. Debunked like Nick is the name of my new fragrance. Buy it. Um, <laughs> and we've got Cage Forever saying Forza really only has Ratchet and Deathloop for competitors. However, Destin the Mandalorian is overrated. Sorry, the Mandalorian. Destin what? the Mandalorian. I don't need. I... Is he referencing something from another show? No idea. I don't know. Cade, the I'm not, sure. not making sense to us, my man. You have to. You have to yeah. fill us in in the chat. He, he the may way. need to clarify that one. <laughs> Do I have the Mandalorian? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no idea what that is. Very strange. Um, <laughs> Jason, ten dollars. Rocket League season four game of the year. <laughs> Yeah, could that win? Yeah, Rocket Rocket League's always my game of the year. In your always. Heart, it does. I love it. Heart. I just um, bought a BMW in Rocket League. Wow. Really? They released the BMW DLC bundle pack thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy it. 
My headset's Rocket dying, Link. so I got to switch to the speakers. That's all right, man. Let's see how this goes. That's okay. That's fine. Um, so outside of that, we've got uh, Halo has been in the news quite a bit this week, and it's mostly because it IGN have got some coverage on it, which is which is all well and good. Um, yep. We've seen a little bit of a new map. We've seen lots of other Streets. things. I think Ryan and was it Melinda went out there to? Miranda. Miranda, beg your pardon. Brian Miranda and Brian Malkowitz is uh, on production. Nice. nice. Yeah, Brian used to do Fireteam Chat if anybody watched that show. I remember yep. Fireteam Chat. That but map looks great. It does look great. I'm really, really excited. It looks the, really good. Every map, I've I've enjoyed every map in the in the flight, and uh, it's a shame. I feel I feel I feel sorry that they don't get a shot at their game of the year because next year is jam packed. There's there's probably way too many contenders, and at that point, oh yeah, would have been the first game released that could be counted in that year. Um, but I'm, I, you know, I'm sure everybody's looking forward to it. Did you enjoy the flight, Destin? Halo oh wise? yeah, I did the, I did a performance preview on the first flight and, uh, I found myself playing like too much, the, the, <laughs> using the sniper on the, the weapon drills is really fun. The new skewer weapons really fun. Mm. Um, I didn't play as much during the, um, the second flight just because I had some stuff going on that I, that didn't really allow me to, I was on paternity leave, so you know, family stuff yeah. takes priority in that instance. But yeah. uh, all my colleagues had fun. So yeah, like everybody playing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very addictive game and Halo's always been a, a big, big passion of mine since, since the first one and Halo Infinite feels very much like the, the, I guess the atmosphere out there is very, very excited. A lot of people are really mm. looking forward to, to seeing it. And I know Ryan got to see, something like three or four hours of campaign, which none oh, of us yeah, have really seen too. aside from the two vids that we've had, right? So that's probably coming towards the end of this month, I presume. Do you know if he's enjoying it, Destin? I I can't comment on any of the things. Even if I knew, I can't say anything. So that's fair. Yeah, that's, we'd that's, be breaking that's out. there to Ryan and yeah. <laughs> well, like, we'll, we'll like, so they went out there and they did all their IGN first work. So we'll be seeing the rest of that throughout the month over on IGN. But like, I'm not, <laughs> I would never like have anything to say about my colleagues who are working tirelessly to bring the audience tons of Halo Infinite coverage over yeah. the next and it's you know, looking several really good. weeks. There'd be a lot. There'd be a hell of a lot. Yeah, I've done those IGN first. I did it when we revealed Destiny. They're no joke. Like you're capturing mm. tons of stuff in a very short window of time. There's a lot of uh, agreements and stuff. And uh, the Destiny IGN first was uh, was a lot of fun to work on, but it's a lot of work too. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, just just from our limited experience, you know, we, we when we go to cover things, I mean, all of our stuff, everything we do is completely volunteer based. So we've got a small team, all work together, and when we see these big things coming out, you know, and we we get access to it, uh, it is often a, a very big race to the end, you know, and that's that's all of us doing our best. You know, I can imagine when you've got really big things like that, exclusive coverage, and you've got to tick all these boxes and get yeah. all of these different bits out of the door. I can't imagine the workload for that. So uh, kudos to, to the whole IGN team for getting it done. Mm. For, it is probably the biggest, most hype release of the year. That's got to be one hell of a task. Yeah, I think, yeah, Halo is probably the one most people have their eyes on. They want to know either, uh, like they're either excited about it 
or they're interested to see about the improvements since yeah. the Craig meme was created, <laughs> you know, they delayed it a year. So like, what is that going to end up looking like? And then, yeah. Uh, on top of that, they've been dealing with everybody brings up the COVID thing. I think at this point, we're like, yes, we all know everybody's dealing with COVID. So it's, it's kind of like a given, a given challenge that everybody has yeah. equally, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, I think That's it's right. definitely got a lot of that conversation around it, not just, oh, I'm excited for the game, but you've got a camp that's excited to see the improvements. You've got a camp that, you know, wants to know whether arguably 343 have succeeded in bringing Halo back to the forefront. And they're looking like they got a good shot this year. The flight was well received. We know that Call of Duty Vanguard, I mean, it came out this week. Oh, yeah. You know, like, eh. Um, Battlefield is due soon. I know that had a bit of a rough beta, but DICE are a great team and they'll probably come through. Halo's got a shot this year to make a big impact. Mm. So I think that's, yeah. that's, that's getting a lot of focus from, from everywhere. Um, apparently, and wasn't there a couple of leaks with Halo as well? What? Didn't we get a couple of leaks like the digital? I don't early want to access? know anything. <laughs> if you know no, something the about digital, the campaign, don't ruin it. No, 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 nothing like that. I mean, as in there was a leak about a digital early access. Oh, this was on Twitter. Bundle. Yeah. You might not have seen it, Justin, but it's, it's public information. Someone on Twitter found the Microsoft store listing for an early access bundle. Um, but I can actually kind of debunk that right now. It is nothing. No one should get excited. Like, well, it you, aren't those things usually like uh, testing and validation or internal testing? Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's yeah, for, it, yeah. So, like, we used to get all these retail listings because like, oh, look, this game's coming out the last day of November. It's like, you know, that's a placeholder, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get excited. But yeah, yeah. Uh, to my knowledge, that that store listing that everyone was getting super hyped because it started giving loads of theories. We've got the mm. big anniversary stream next Monday. And people were thinking, oh, are they going to... I saw Rand and Jez talking about it yesterday on the Xbox Two podcast. Are they going to drop Halo Infinite's multiplayer? Boom. Happy anniversary, Xbox That'd be so family. Good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it'd be very cool, but it'd be really weird um, to publicly declare this date and have all the marketing driving towards it. You've got IGN first, which is still in progress, and then boom, suddenly you drop the multiplayer out. It doesn't make sense to me, and and to my knowledge, that is just a a store thing. It is not an indication of an early release, so no one should get excited whatsoever. I'm sorry to pour water on the flames of, of hope that were out there that you might play Halo on the 15th of November. It's not going to happen. To my knowledge. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. But, yeah. I'd um, love it. I did. It would be cool. No no denying. Do you think they'll do another, like, I don't know. I just want to play more Halo. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> what it like is. Another, just... another little flight? Is that is that you're, you're thinking, like, a one last test flight kind of thing? Yeah, I don't think so. I think they just go to the 8th. Yeah, it's not far. I mean, it's it's mm. my holiday. I can see it in my calendar on Outlook if I scroll just one week more to the right. I can see my holiday book. So, um, but on that subject, uh, it's Microsoft's twentieth anniversary next yeah, Monday. Exciting. Yep. What do you, Destin? You know, just pure guesswork. What do you What do you think? What do you think we're going to see? Anything interesting? Exciting? I think they they look back at like uh, the history of the console. They look back mm. at uh, like that old design. I think it's going to be a big retrospective about some of the titles that they launched with on the original Xbox and and how they ended up where they are today. So I'd like that a lot. Yep. 
Like just, I, I, I expect that more than any, like, I don't think there's going to be any reveals and I'm pretty sure they probably already sort of said like, Hey, don't expect too much. Like they have with most of their shows this, this, uh, fall season. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there wouldn't be game reveals or anything like that. That's not the place for it. Like, but, uh, I still suspect that that might be where we get our rumored backwards compatibility batch of games. Um, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of smoke like (laughs) coming out about certain things all in the lead up to this. So I just, I wonder if there's stuff they're trying to get organized in time for that street. I don't know. I don't know. Well, like you think it's a scramble? No, 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 not a scramble per se, but like, a lot of these videos, because it's not going to be a live show. It's going to be like a pre-recorded thing. Oh, That's yeah. how they do it now. They do these pre-recorded things. But generally, the way they record them, it's like in segments. And they can chop and change and do whatever it is. And I just wonder if there's stuff that they're trying to get done, hopefully, that they'd like at the stream that maybe they can't get it done. I don't know. Like, how cool would it be if we got, like, the GoldenEye remake coming well, like announced because i know there's yeah, been a like announced. there's like you know we bought rare and rare's got a storied history and blah 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 blah. and hey you know that golden eye remake well guess what i reckon something like that would be like cool i would rather like fable a shot of a fable village or something like some in-engine shots of oh, hellblade from the new game or, yeah like that just something sweet. just some updates i i like the little updates that they do there hasn't been a lot of meat to them. Like the Hellblade 2 thing was sort of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Concept. Yeah. It was really conceptual and what they've been working on. Even the even the vignettes, uh, Jurgens has been sort of revealing where they're like burning her leather jacket that she's going to wear during mocap so yeah. that it's authentic for the character. I'm really excited about that game, mm-hmm. but we haven't really seen gameplay for a lot of the coming titles. Yeah, the Golden Eye Golden Eye was technically sort of remade on the Wii, and I actually think that yes. game wasn't so bad. I I like that game, but uh, it yep. just didn't catch on like people had hoped. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think nostalgia played a big role in that, though. Yeah, people sure. were tied to that '64 game and the way it looked and the way it played, and that's why I think there's so much buzz around the the Xbox Live Arcade port. I mean, it leaked online. So people have already downloaded it and started playing it as it is. So you're kind of leaving money on the table by not getting it out there and selling it. Golden Eye um, leaked? Yeah, like the, yeah. the 4J yep. that made the Perfect Dark mm. Xbox Live Arcade, they did make a Golden Eye version for the Xbox 360 back in the day. Oh. Uh, Nintendo and Microsoft couldn't work it out and it got shelved mm. and it never saw the light of day until someone just pushed it out into the, into the internet. And yeah, mm. people have played it and, uh, you know, much to Nick's point, there's money just being left on the table. If Microsoft and is it whoever the new owners, who who bought MGM? Is it Amazon now? I can't remember. Who bought who bought Yeah, but Bond Dan, Jack, Dan Jack is Dan the Jack. company that oversees everything bond in media yeah. but i think a lot of the issues around goldeneye were between microsoft and nintendo because obviously rare were the developers but i think nintendo owns some of the design patents or something there's some weird back-end stuff with goldeneye 
it would be nice. Nintendo and Microsoft seem to be very chummy chummy at the moment. It would be nice if maybe they could just work what? something out just and work it get out, guys. Goldeneye out there. Be, because again, th- this thing's about a celebration of the history of Xbox. Rare is a part of that. Um, so it would be a cool thing to surprise everyone and say, hey, that Goldeneye remake, guess what? Here it is. Yeah. What's coming I mean, or whatever. It'd be cool. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be as great as everybody remembers. <laughs> it will not. I will load up on it. It will be terrible and then I'll never play it again. But I, think, oh, I don't know. I think that there's probably, I know there's been some movement with the copyright and stuff like that. I saw mm, online yes. someone saw it had been refreshed in some fashion. But yep. I mean, you know, to Destin's point earlier, I think they came out publicly. I'm sure Aaron Greenberg tweeted and said, there's not going to be any new game reveals, right? Do I count new game? I mean, could they be playing wordplay there? You know, I think it's almost a little bit wishful thinking. My my gut feel is, you know, to, again, to Justin's point, here's the history of the Xbox. Here's some interviews with some people that you might remember, like Ed Freeze and Seamus Blackley and da-da-da-da-da. Here's what it used to look like. Here's what games made it special, da-da-da. And then mm-hmm. when they say new, new games, we might get some sneak peeks at, some already announced games that I could see happening, like just some refreshes of things like Fable, yeah, because it's linked to the original Xbox. Um, I mm, fully expect maybe. something campaign related from Halo Infinite on that show because it's Halo and it made the original Xbox. But outside of that, I'm not actually expecting too much on Monday. Having said that, Jez again from Windows Central mm. on the Xbox Two podcast, he alluded that everyone should watch it. It will be worthwhile um jez is not normally a hype man so perhaps no something we don't uh for me backwards compatibility would be enough it's been too long since we've had a new batch of backwards compatible games and especially og games like there's still how many og backwards compatible games are there on xbox one it's like 30 or so isn't it only like 30 or 40 it's not a lot i mean 360's got five or six hundred of them but OG Xbox needs a lot more. Like it'd be nice to get. What else do you need, Nick? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you're right. If you're right, you're right. (laughs) Far Cry 3 is is all you need. It's all you need. Uh, What Um, would be your dream titles to work on on Xbox uh, seriously? Or Series X? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love the Dead or Alive's Ultimate 3, 4, um, Sega Soccer Slam. Um, what else? What else? What else? I mean, they promised us Halo One and Two, and we still don't have them yet. I don't think which I find very weird. But hold on, but this is the weird thing. Everyone's like Master Chief Collection. This was announced after the Master Chief Collection existed. I know. So they when that when they revealed the OG Xbox backwards compatibility, they said, hey, look, Halo 1 and 2 are going to come and here they are running on LAN across all three generations or four generations of consoles, blah, 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 blah. And then we just never saw them. They just never happened, Yeah, which I find a little bit odd. I get your point, but things change, priorities change, development changes. I mean, they've added so much into the Master Chief Collection now that went above and beyond considering how broken it was, considering in what state it landed, that I can't really hold a grudge if they don't make my very scratched Halo DVD from 2001 work in my yeah, Xbox Series X. I don't know. Not too bothered. It's the principle of it. 
it's yeah. technically capable. There's no licensing issues. There's no reason for it not to be backwards compatible. Yeah. Really? I, I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, but for me, I mean, I'd like to see things like Otogi. Do you remember the Otogi games from yeah. the OG Xbox? Gun like Valkyrie. From, from Software made those. I'd love to see them come back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Gun Valkyrie is a really, really good shout. Uh, what I'd love Becca the Fun Software games to get an update. <laughs> Yeah, like so they're not running at what 900p or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you imagine. Um, but yeah, um, Mech Assault is probably my biggest one, Mech Assault one and two. Um, but I understand that the copyright there is equally nebulous, messy. Weird. Um, yep, which is a shame because they were both really, really good games of my childhood, like running around, destroying cities, playing online again with people would be really nice but obviously the old xbox live network is dead so even if they did release yep. it would just be single player campaigns only and that wouldn't have the same magic for me um final fantasy yeah. 11 that's mine not yeah, 14 that's... 11 i don't know what happened <laughs> with 14 but apparently it's never coming to xbox even though no. they keep saying it's news is coming it yeah for like seven years <clears throat> i i swear i've read that happens. headline for for literally the last decade mm. of it's going to come to Xbox at some point and it never yeah. does. Um, very odd. I interviewed them and I asked them that question, like a lot when, when like the first expansion came to 14. So whenever that was. Yep. And just nothing. And, and just nothing. Still not on Xbox. Then? Yeah. Still no news. Still not on Xbox. Wow. It's bizarre. I wonder what's going on there. Cause it's, well, I don't I know. Sony wants to re- have a good relationship with the final fantasy games obviously we still mm. don't have seven on xbox so the remake. You, yeah yeah that's no that's, that's right and i wouldn't hold my breath for it either yeah and then there's uh what is it 16 is coming out and that's yep. no exclusive no announcement for xbox yeah yeah so something's going on with square and square and sony they're but they're they're chummy that's for yeah. sure because you know we say there's something going on but then we clearly Crystal Dynamics is developing Perfect Dark and their own yeah, by yeah. Square. S- Square's um, more chummy with Sony than they are their own studio, Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. I, I presume was... you're referencing the uh, interviewers. Like, I'm very disappointed in my team. Yeah. That was nice of them to push Crystal Dynamics under the bus like that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that some, was really nice of some them. Some interesting wording. I do wonder how much. Who said that? He, the head of Square. Uh, he, he, on a, they were, the they were disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> they they said that angry. they were a bit. They said that Crystal Dynamics wasn't a, probably wasn't the best fit or something for a games as a service Avengers game or something <laughs> like that. Something along those lines. And I'm like, oh wow, that's interesting because I doubt Crystal Dynamics chose to make it a games as a service game. Yeah. Given what they're known wow. for. Can you imagine that your boss well, just know. dragging Maybe you? Pay, people can fly. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, man. Poor, poor yeah. people can fly was thrown shade at them not yeah. that long ago they're like hey yeah apparently the deal you struck wasn't that good because we haven't been paid yet wow mm. well you remember that right the whole outriders thing. yep yeah yep did they, did, i do did, did we ever get an update on that did they nope. get that sorted no or is it just i i'm willing to bet somebody's phone rang though after that <laughs> after that investor's <laughs> Yeah, yeah very much so. Awkward. Yep. Um, but speaking very. of legacy, legacy platforms and and all sorts of things, the other interesting piece of news this week that happened early on was, uh, you know, and I think Nick, your t-shirt may be in reference to Yo. this 
unique partnership. Yep. Um, yes. Sega and Microsoft. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of the theorizing online. They mm. announced it as a strategic partnership alliance? in principle. Partnership or alliance? alliance. Their alliance. wording, they, they always choose their wording very carefully in these things. Did they say alliance or partnership? I think they I thought it was an alliance. But, I think they used uh, both those words. Yeah. But mm. uh, yeah, apparently developing a super game. I have no idea what <laughs> what a super game is. If you ever play one, please let me know. Um, but Sega apparently are working with Microsoft and on, on their Azure platform. Um, a lot of people theorizing that that could be uh, the prelude to something more. What do you reckon? Well, Justin? yeah, yeah. I think Go it's nothing. It. I think it'll be some really <laughs> small game and. You know, no, I think, I think I think what Xbox is doing that has sort of been hinted about is that they're trying out all these partnerships and just trying to mm. play nice with as many people as they can. And then they'll make a decision if they choose to, like, uh, bring somebody else into the fold. Like they worked very closely with the team at Bethesda for many, many years before that mega purchase happened. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they had always been close since like the Oblivion days, basically, because you remember that was a yep. 360 exclusive. Indeed. Um, mm. Yeah, and there's been so many rumors like they're going to buy 2K, they're going to buy Sega, they're going to buy, you know, Square. Mm. All of these things happening, mm. uh, and then finally we find out it's 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 an alliance basically to make their help Sega make their super game. I think that it will be some sort of um, MMO, like yeah. uh, Fantasy, Fantasy Star, Star Online mm. New Genesis right that has been xbox exclusive at least in the west for some time now and people adore fantasy star Online. the people who play it like they love that game um so i think it'll be something like that i don't think i think it's a new ip i think they said that in the press release actually mm -hmm. so I, I don't think it will necessarily be a new fantasy star so to speak but mm. yeah but it wasn't it wasn't just about a game specifically though it was More about, about cloud Yes, and development environments and mm -hmm. like I got invited onto Boom's podcast where they talked about it a lot because there was a lot of Sega fans on that podcast. And, yeah. you know, I made comment there that there's a lot of people that are trying to liken it to the Sony deal with Microsoft, which is a little bit different. The Sony deal is more, they were talking about cloud-powered AI with that deal. They were talking about relating it back to Sony's sensors and all sorts of stuff. This feels a bit different in that it's about the development environment for Sega and being able to scale and all these other things. Like, it, it almost feels like Microsoft is between GameStack, between PlayFab, between... Yeah. Asia, between all these things they're doing, it feels like they're effectively trying to make themselves the backbone of game development in a way. Like they're trying yeah. to be everyone's tools for everything. Um, yeah, well, well, that's the thing about Xbox. And like, uh, you know, it's really, I released a video recently that uh, right before this, of course, people are talking about how they want to punch me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. That's great to really? go into the show uh, reading about. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I think Microsoft is at a crucial point right now with the release of Forza. I think people have realized, even the naysayers are kind of like, all right, Forza Horizon 5 is stellar. Like it's it's stellar mm -hmm. on a level that even Forza Horizon 4 wasn't. They, yeah. They've managed to speak to uh, 
a wide variety of people, like people like myself that are very casual racing fans who are just like, this is just striking just all the right notes, right? And then you look at other things on the Xbox platform. People are so still, there's some people out there that are so still married to the idea of their box being mm. the main thing. And Xbox just like, they're just not playing that game anymore. And they haven't been That's playing right. that game for like two years now, at least. At least since the launch of the Series X and the Series S. Xbox means PC. It means console. It means cloud. And mm. there's rumors that like Xbox is going to be playable on Samsung televisions with that partnership yep. soon over the, the X cloud. And Sony's Sony's going to do the same thing eventually. Yeah. And it's just so interesting that people like get really upset when you refer to things in the Xbox ecosystem as opposed to the box. They're really yeah. set on. It has to only come out on the console. Yeah. And mm. Xbox is like, well, why don't we have to play by those rules? We don't. That's there's right. no one makes those. There's no rule that a game mm. can only come out on one thing. And Sony's getting wise to it. PlayStation, PC. Yeah, money on the table. Thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. They're like, we're leaving so much money on the table. Sony's even saying this, right? Why are we doing this again? Mm. Because, like, because like, yeah. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think Sony's going to be releasing more stuff on PC. I think Xbox is. I think the entire gaming landscape is going to change over the next five to 10, five to 10 years where we're playing on our televisions and the box is going to come. The box will still exist. I don't think boxes are going to go away. Yeah. No. Was, like what? Three years ago, we were talking about like, is there going to be a next generation of consoles? Mm -hmm. It's it's if you think about it, it's kind of an old idea. We've been playing on it boxes is. that do one very specific function since uh, the, the days of beta. Yeah. Right? The days of the VCR. Where are yeah. VCRs mm -hmm. today? That's right. Yeah, look at, the, look at the movie industry. Look at the music industry. It's it's yep. it's a very much a matter of time. And there's there's a lot of people that you know we have, we have one guy in on the Xbox Zero team, uh, chat named Chris or Zdox. He's mm -hmm. very much you know like cloud is the future. Like yeah, I look mm -hmm. forward to being able to just stream wherever I want. I went to a kid's birthday party today, and I was out. I took my Razer Kishi with me. Screaming four-year-olds mm. around. It was just I was the only dad, and then all the other dads came in, but they were all standing around and, and trying to hide away. And I was like, eh, I'm antisocial most of the time, so I just got my raised kishi out, and I'm like, I just like playing Forza Horizon Five, streaming it from here, yeah, two miles mm. down the road. And a couple of dads came over. What's that? And, like, oh, yeah. and they were all just like standing around watching me play Forza. But that, yes, it's coming from the box, and eventually that could be just coming straight from the cloud. But that ease of just being able to play wherever i am no matter what i'm doing i've done it when mm. i've gone on business trips where i don't have to take the box with me and worry about a, a power transfer plug to make it work in the socket in whatever country i'm in i can just play and it will just work on hotel wi-fi it's glorious mm -hmm. um mm. the more that, that comes yeah and it should be and we've seen mm. sony have made their pc brands now officially they renamed <clears> was it they renamed mm. mobile to Sony? yeah playstation, PlayStation pc yeah mm. so it's and it's well, gonna happen Somebody brought up Nintendo. They said uh, Insanity says Nintendo is like 20 years away from even thinking about <laughs> yes. releasing games on PC. Uh, Nintendo's sort of playing to their own tune, though. They just went they always have. three months before having somebody beat their sales of, mm. the, of the Switch. And yeah. the Switch is really interesting. You can dock it, yes, and play it on, on your television. But I bet most mm. kids are just playing it uh, on the go. On the go. 
right? And mm. that's the demographic that they go for. They they have a younger demographic. Yes, people like myself play the new Metroid and everything. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they choose to do with the next generation of mm. gaming, right? I don't think the box is going to go the way of the VCR. I didn't mean to imply that. No. Um, no. But I, but I'm just pointing out, like, look at how the movie industry evolved. Game mm. Pass is called the Netflix of gaming. Well, maybe you should look at the history of of that entire movie branch and how they have shifted. Yeah. Because gaming will likely do similar things once the technology mm. catches up. Yeah. yeah uh, we, and we, that's we, the issue at the moment. It's the infrastructure mm. that's not there. Yeah, the to support it. And, yeah, yeah, to support it globally. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I've tried xCloud a few times and it still acts a little bit funny. Um, other people try it and it's near flawless. Then other people try it and it doesn't work at all until we get, like, if, if the global infrastructure of the internet, for want of a better phrase, could support it, I'm sure the adoption of streaming everything would have already increased by now. And we'd probably already have the apps on our TVs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But right there, it's just, it's not ready yet. It's on yeah. its way, but it's just, it's not there yet. I don't think. Yeah. One, one person is going to come along and they're, sorry to interrupt you. That's one cool. person is going to come along and they're going to innovate in the way that Tesla innovated the car mm. industry. Right. Now everybody's trying to get in on the electric car market. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't think I don't think local hardware like there's always a nice desire to have everything here you know I don't think that's necessarily going to go away but you know the way Microsoft have done it is they've made the local hardware but then they've made it so that if you develop for that local hardware that's the same stuff they've got sitting in a server rack mm. somewhere by the thousands and it makes development easy it brings that cost down you don't have to develop for stadia versus developing for Xbox you just develop for the platform and the games yeah. just work um, I think that's smart um be very interesting i think this is definitely the most interesting gen for a long long time since the switch to hd has been like since the 360 mm. gen this is this is the one that's like hmm everyone's got a game plan it seems yeah mm -hmm. so it's, it's going to be fun to watch i got i might have a big bombshell here for your audience but you know okay. those boxes that we all play on they're actually mm. pcs <laughs> <laughs> motherboards <laughs> they have memory what have graphics cards yeah. just the pc that's locked out <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. right uh, look <laughs> I, the, the 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 boxes won't go away i mean microsoft makes windows but they still sell their own computers like oh, yeah. exactly. if anything yeah. microsoft has increased their presence in the hardware space because mm -hmm. they understand that there's value got, to it and you've got to evangelize your platform you've got to lead the way that's right. show everybody else how to make stuff and that's where they screwed up over the last i mean look, mm. the xbox one gen was a rough gen if you're an xbox fan it was not a fun time mm. there wasn't much to be excited about until the latter part where it's you know the slow boat that is microsoft started to turn a little bit um, but it's very clear they got a vision now so i'm very intrigued to see where it ends up um I, mm. Their oh, numbers, it? though, the whole thing that they do where they kind of muddle their numbers with the Microsoft numbers purposefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think someone's going to step in, like either their investors or like the FCA is going to be like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Because I, like, <laughs> I think eventually stockholders want a little bit clearer picture about how Game Pass is faring. Yeah. And mm. I, I am a little curious how long they're going to be able to do this. Like, that's, that's okay. To, all right. I guess they can do that. Yeah. I wonder, I, like, 
I wonder if they're waiting for the Forza Horizon 5 Halo Infinite spike to tip it over a certain number and then they go, oh, well, this is how many we've got now. Because (laughs) Nintendo and Sony, like even when their numbers weren't huge, they both had no problem giving out their numbers. No problem whatsoever. I mean, have a look. PlayStation Now was at barely a million and Sony just said, yep, a million subscribers. That's what we've got on PS Now. It is what it is. Yeah. Where Microsoft that, doesn't seem to want to... numbers for PS Now, Nick? Uh, I don't know if it was their last public, but it was about... It was sometime in 2020. They said they were at like around a million back then. But the, the point was everyone was shocked at how low it was, but Sony was just up front. They were like, yep, we've got about a million. That's what we have. We're trying to yeah. grow it, and we have this, and we have that. This is According what it is. To an if that service pushed Square in May 2021, PS Now has a respectable uh, 3.2 million. Apparently. Oh, there you go. So they have increased since then. But that's what I mean. Like that's their number, and they're just they say it. They've got no problem giving the number. It just yeah. is what it is. Microsoft are yeah. a bit shady when it comes to reporting on numbers for things. You know, as soon as they stopped winning sales, things. Oh yeah, we we worry about MAUs now. That's the important number we all care about. They they sure. just had a big bump in, I think it was monthly active users, or it was like, there was something that took like a 2 million hit deficit, but then it came back in this last earnings call and it was like up 4 million. So not only did mm-hmm. they make up the deficit, but they increased by 2 million. I found that yep. really interesting. But then, or maybe it was monthly active users that were at like the lowest point, which was very confusing to me because yeah. I'm like, you're selling more games than you've ever sold. So people are buying games, but your monthly active users are down, which which just didn't make any sense to me. Like, it, I don't know mm. why, how that would even happen. Um, so that was weird. I have to imagine maybe like next quarter or whatever, we'll see like a huge surge because maybe it has something to do when the data is pulled. Yeah. Right? You're telling me no, like I played Death Stranding when it was re-released and Ghost of Tsushima. You're telling me people didn't play those games? That that's not true. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. there's going to be more to it than that. Yeah, there's something there. I'm just curious. But yeah, I, so, I reckon I mean, Microsoft's waiting for the bump. I reckon yeah. they're waiting for the Forza Halo 30. bump, and then they'll probably say something. Yeah. You think they're waiting waiting to hit that 30 million number after the 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 who was he talking oh, to? Was it uh, Strauss? Um, Zelnick. Uh, Zelnick, Strauss Zelnick? Yeah. 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 Um, or they're at least waiting to like comfortably have 25 maybe locked away or something like that. I don't know. Just maybe they're waiting for a number that looks good. Didn't, I don't know. Didn't it's, say they were at 23 million at the beginning of the year or something like that. But that's not their only official uh, number is 18 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, the only official thing. number that's out there, which From Phil like said himself. years ago. which which Phil said himself to Strauss he's like our last public number was 18 Um, and that's what they're sticking to for now I'll be very intrigued we'll see see. I'm I'm surprised on the investors calls that you don't have a stakeholder just go what is your game pass subscriber number like yeah (laughs) like just ask someone just ask the question out there come on Um, and then we'll see they ask a lot about uh, Xbox on those calls because those numbers are so muddled in with the stats everything else is pretty clear like software sales and and a lot of their other initiatives but then xbox is for some reason just purposefully obscured and i think that's a strategy because they got tired of just like people celebrating their failure and they're kind of like well our goal we're not just about the box anymore yeah that's right you know and people who get that get that people who don't 
said they want to punch me in the face. So, <laughs> <laughs> gonna, all right. Why, yeah. why is so much violence this then? Yeah. What's with all I don't know, dude. You're, you're like, I, I was vlogs on my YouTube channel at 1 30 in the morning. And oh my goodness, if they break 20,000 views, I don't have a good weekend. Let's yeah, just you're say you're going to black eye. Well, it's, it's an interesting segue because when we have guests on, I do often like to try and dig into a little bit. And obviously, you know, we know who you are. We've been watching you, you know, fire team podcast and all of that sort of thing for a long, long time. But just in case there's one viewer right now who does not know who you are, how, how did you get into the industry? How did you end up at IGN doing what you do and with your YouTube channel and things like that? I know that oh try and nutshell it if you can. Oh, you want to <laughs> nutshell it. Okay. Well, I started an IGN like 10 years ago. I was doing like, oh, wow, you got the whole lower third oh, thing yeah, that, going. Yeah. You yeah. Come on, man. We've got to promote you, mate. We've got to promote you. I don't do the Twitch so much anymore. Let's do the YouTube. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I do it oh, once okay. in a while, but yeah. Uh, anyway. How did I get in? I worked at IGN for like 10 years. I was making like guide videos. I started doing features like mm. how scary is the IGN first. So, you know, I'd work on those, learn how to use a camera. Uh, <laughs> and uh, started shooting like interviews with Ed Boon and uh, whoever. I do Twitch still. You can put the Twitch back. There. It's I just don't do it that much because I got a baby. I had a baby. Congrats on the baby, by the yeah. way. Yeah. No, so I started doing the YouTube thing because, like, for me, I really need an outlet to just like talk. And I kind of mm. got to this point where, like, um, I just wanted to do more of the YouTube thing because I did like some video about the day Xbox almost died, right? I just I love did that, that video because it was on my mind. And I, I, I've always liked Xbox. I've been on Unlock for like nine years, and then I start making videos about Xbox, and I, and they're like this person's bias here's proof of his bias and all that and i'm like well a i've always been very upfront that i prefer the xbox brand i've been upfront about mm -hmm. that for 15 years right uh that doesn't mean i like hate sony i love a lot of sony games uh like returnals on my game of the year runner just this year uh mm -hmm. i did this awesome performance review which is basically the ign version of what digital foundry does Mm. Uh, about Spider-Man, the Miles Morales DLC, which is great. And they scaled it incredibly well on mm. all platforms. So like um, I started making these videos on YouTube and the first one I did was about Phil Spencer and how he kind of uh, was given the choice to basically let Xbox die or, you know, keep going mm. and bring us to where we are today. So that, that was really interesting. Um, yeah. and I talked about it and it did better than I ever thought it would. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll yeah. just keep doing these late night vlogs. They were just things that I was recording late. And, uh, yeah, that's how I started doing the YouTube thing. Uh, did I answer your question? I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's an interesting one. How do you, how do you balance, you know, between, you know, working in IGN and working in that industry and then poorly. I was going to ask because, you know, I, yeah. I have full-time jobs. I mean, a lot of the Xbox Hero team all do. And, yeah, we, we all do this in, you know, very much a spare time thing. And we like to think we can keep up with the IGNs of this world to a degree with our production values and all of that jazz. Um, but it is bloody hard work. And especially with a with a baby in tow, I imagine that this year has probably been a bit of a challenge. Oh, yeah, ask. for sure. So um, let me think. So, like, uh, I started doing the YouTube thing, and I realized I had been doing a video a day just talking about whatever. So I set this goal for myself to do a video every day for the YouTube. I record these usually when my son wakes me up at 1.30 a.m. 
so my son will wake me up. He was consistently waking me up at 1.30 a.m. for like three, four months every night. Wow. And he still wakes days. up at that time pretty consistently. So like wow. I go, I, I help put him back to bed. And then I'm like, okay, I'm up. What am I going to do at this time? And I started making these vlog videos where I just talk about whatever's going on in the industry. And and I'll admit, sometimes I get the numbers wrong and people call me out on that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. It's 1.30 in the morning. Give me a break. I was about to say, you're recording at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think part of it is like I got the jacket. I got a nice looking set. People think I should know like every single little detail off the top of my head. But I'm like, I, I'm, I try and be very clear. The goal is to just make a blog where I talk about what's going on in the industry. And I love having a dialogue with the audience. Yeah. I don't love it when when like um, I think one of the my biggest pet peeves are people have started to regularly take me out of context. And that, mm -hmm. that I think that's more where the animosity comes from. Right. So mm, people yeah. take a very specific snippet. They did this to Colin Moriarty not that long ago. Uh, mm. You might have even talked about it on your show where Colin said something like within a two hour podcast, he said something and he was taken and whatever. So, uh, yeah, so that happens to me a lot also. And I think that's the, the most annoying challenge. Yeah. But I just at this point, I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to keep doing the YouTube thing anyway. People have made mm -hmm. up their mind based on clips on Twitter usually. Yeah. And yeah. We'll just whatever. Maybe they'll check out the YouTube channel and actually get full context. And then we can have a dialogue. Uh, or they can just be hateful and nasty on Twitter. And I'll just block them. Yeah. That, and, and, and Reddit. Reddit and nasty too. Right. Nobody's <laughs> so, nothing on Reddit yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I, I, I cop it on Reddit as well. Yeah, I, I will say this, then I've, I've listened to and watched uh, Unlocked for a long time. And there's a very notable absence on your shelf that I'm kind of surprised not to see there in the background. Because didn't you win the Unblocked trivia a couple of times? That's the trivia. That's the first one I won. Where right is it? There. Where is it? That's the Dookie. Oh, right is that there. it there? Because the I was hand, looking for the, the controller and I'm like, it's where is it? You can't. Sorry, what? I was looking for the controller in the background. I'm like, where is it? I know he well, won one of them. That's the Duke. Oh, Island. is that it? There's another one in the right. garage. And there's <laughs> okay. another one out of frame. It's up here because it can't uh, fit okay. on the shelf. Okay. It's like too tall. It's the hand. I've won there three of the unlock trivias. Nice. Very yes. Nicely done. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of super chats here as well. We've got uh, Faisal in the chat. He says, hello, friends, and welcome, Destin. It's 3.50 a.m. where I am. I'm Oof. jet lagged. And watching Jesus. at 1.5 speed to catch up. Don't forget to <laughs> like, folks, and sub to Destiny too. Thank you so Indeed. much. Um, <laughs> we've also got one from Jake who's asking me what flavor I'm vaping. I love coffee flavors. <laughs> coffee is delicious, but uh, I'm a coffee in the morning and that's it. This is just uh, bubblegum, strawberry, and kiwi fruit, believe it or not. Um, sorry, vaping questions. I know. Quit smoking, man. Trap called me out. He said that explains your abandoned has to be Kojima video because right after I made that video, <laughs> like they they super came out. They're like, we're not Kojima. Uh, they did all the and I was like, well, uh, <laughs> the videos out there, whatever. Uh, I still have this small part of me that still thinks it's somehow a big marketing scheme for a new Kojima game. It, it's not. I know it's not. It's I know not. it's not. But like at this point, I'm just like, well, what the hell is it then? Yeah, because there's it, still it, nothing. I just don't see that's right. that developer the, being <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I don't see that developer who's who's tried to release and then not released so many. That's games right. He's done it so many times they before. They would not yeah. give this guy a license to to an IP of that nature. Well, no, they they had like high level executives retweeting the whole abandoned thing. Mm. Like, um, I think Shuhei Shuhei, yeah, was like quote yeah. tweeting thing like congrats and all that stuff. And then it's like, Oh, everything doesn't work. Right. And I was, it's just, it's too suspicious to just, I, like, I is get it, it. Is it really just a big disaster? Is it really just a big disaster? Because if that's true, that's a problem. If, if it's, it is. if it is a whole thing at this point, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think people can't and understandably can't process that somehow this guy has possibly not i shouldn't again got to choose the words not fooled sony per se but somehow this guy has there's no way it's like a big trick that they're playing on sony. <laughs> oh not a imagine? trick as in like if you, if you look at this guy's history this has happened with him a few times where he's promised things and then hasn't been able to deliver or whatever the case may be so the, the track record is there. So I think people are struggling to understand how this could have got through Sony as well. I, I believe that's... I'm wrong when we actually see whatever abandonment is. You're never going to see it. You'll like, <laughs> I can't give it up. I, You'll just, be like I, fully, I fully realize I'm not being illogical. It's just like a gut <laughs> okay. thing, right? I'm like, it's there okay. is no way that he's just like met that their, their team is just failing that poorly right yeah. <laughs> and and like well there's also the other level where like they're actually getting hate and i, I don't condone that at all like, no absolutely don't um i i'm just curious like what is happening with this thing it's a it's a thing it's something it's a thing. It, yeah it, it's something i don't think we'll it's see. just like oh it's just some abandoned game it is something else but i'm i'm i don't know they're yeah. trying to do something like well, arg or whatever it's called hopefully we'll find out soon enough I'm very intrigued to see what it all ends up being, but I, I don't think we're going to see anything more this Somebody year. Somebody set me off on abandoned. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame crap for that one. Um, egg, last... that'll, that'll be Airgirl's clip for the, for the week, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, one more super chat from Gecko Gamer. Interesting question, a tangent, if you will. Uh, what do we think is going to be necessary to preserve video games long-term, 50 years and beyond? Um, What's well, the big a, investment? Yeah, there, there's a... There's a company or a, a museum or a, a fund out there that is doing video game preservation. Um, mm. But I, I think it's easier the, the more digital stuff becomes, but anything server-based is going to be very difficult to keep online. Yeah. Right? If the servers switch off, there's nothing for you to run. Um, yeah, well, this is actually a really important topic. I. I was one of the first people to talk about the DRM issues with the Xbox console mm -hmm. and it's become yeah. more and more prevalent as Sony has corrected a lot of the problems with their platforms. Now it's like Xbox, your turn. This is something mm. I think it's fair to criticize Xbox and stuff. We didn't really talk yeah. about the Forza day one, not really day yeah, one, November, we 9th, talk about that. November 5th. Like people thought that was just a big troll, but I have friends that are casually interested in gaming who were confused by the marketing. So like, I mm. think, that's a challenge Microsoft is going to have to address. Um, I think that, what were we talking about there just now? I lost my train of thought. Somebody call me pompous. About preservation. Hey, hey, about hey, preservation. Hey, hey. Pompous. Hey, called you pompous. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll no, get rid what of was him. it, Nick? 
<laughs> about preservation, wasn't it? Oh yeah, so preservation. So the DRM issue with the Xbox like that needs to be addressed because you you can buy games right now and put them in and you can't play them until you download an update. That's mm -hmm. that's something that like I hope that's not the direction we're going. <clears throat> Steam's done a pretty good job over the years. Like they've been around longer than than anybody, but games like the Grand Theft Auto tri original trilogy getting pulled off, it's just like it's not available. It's just gone. Unless you mm. have purchased it, then you can still download it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's an interesting one on the, on the DRM front. I mean, I, I I think Microsoft have got to where they wanted to go in 2013, but they've just done it the right way. This is exactly or where Microsoft... Way. Yeah. They, they, this is exactly where they wanted to be in this world where the digital box was prevalent and the world has naturally caught up to this original idea that they tried to push at the wrong time with the wrong message and now they're kind of where they wanted to land, more or less. Um, you know, in a, in a more digital future where the predominant game sales are done online, and it's not a physical. And not just anymore. that, but with a subscription, which but is Microsoft's favorite thing. So mm. uh, you know, it's just interesting. You know, as a as a consumer, uh, I don't care about a billion dollar, a trillion dollar in this instance company and and how well they're doing. I care about how much money I get to save. So Game Pass is great. Mm. Because it's convenient, it's easy, but really, it is what they wanted to do, or the direction at least they wanted to go when they originally announced the Xbox One. Um, before, due to backlash, because the world just wasn't really ready for this line of thinking, pushed back, and they had to to change course. Right? I mean, do do you agree with that? Do you think that this is a world where they're kind of realizing some of that vision? Um. Well, I mean, the whole the whole thing for me is. Um... Xbox said that all of your games will be able to be played back when the Xbox one launched. I was there when Phil Spencer talked about that. I'm like, Whoa, that's actually a big deal. How are they going to mm. be able to do that? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Like I, it's not as, it's not something that I feel super passionately about game preservation. I think it's yeah. important to discuss DRM. And I'm glad to see that Sony has addressed a lot of those issues with their uh, PlayStation 4. And I think they fixed the PlayStation 5 also. Yeah. I hope Xbox... That's that CMOS battery thing, right? Pardon? That's that CMOS, CMOS battery thing CBOM. you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, the C-bomb. Um, yeah. So, like, I hope that gets addressed on the Xbox side because I know it's important to a lot of people. But, I, but if you ask me about the importance of it, it's like, am I... Um, missing the days of ms-dos games like the x-men arcade <laughs> ms-dos game did you ever play those games they're terrible yeah um yeah. like so i don't know like you think about an ms-dos game like that it's software it's code but that ran on stuff that what they had tubes inside yeah. of the, the mm. hardware that was utilized to run the stuff back then some yeah. of the earliest games that i played were coded in uh basic not Q basic, mm. mind you, basic. basic where you'd have to write the line of code before yeah. you could write print whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, to make it actually a, draw a pixel on the screen. So I, mm. I think I think we're going to lose a lot of things is, is the, the real answer. Like, yeah, when you're we're looking back at the Series X 50 years from now. Right. <laughs> I think a lot of stuff yeah. is going to get lost. Yeah, and I think some stuff will. Inevitably, we'll Jim Ryan, and just say, "Who'd want to play those?" Right? <laughs> will be well, like, I don't, I don't just mean on. I just mean for everything. Yeah, for Sony, mm. for Xbox, for whoever. Fifty, yeah. hundred years from now, 
a hundred years from now, how many NES carts are still going to be around? How yeah. is that going to be preserved? Will they even function? Yeah, well, it's, that's it's a the really other interesting thing. question. Mm -hmm. It's this like my comic book from 19, 1990 or <laughs> you know, yellow now. Or my Super oh, Nintendo, it's all yellowed because of the, the yeah. what is it? An, it's an oxidization issue with the, yes. the plastic. So Discs uh, get game preservation rock. is important to a lot of people. And I, it's a very mm. interesting topic. I'm sorry to interrupt everybody. No. Um, but um, yeah, it's one that I think um, I personally see that it's important to people. But I also personally realize I'm like, hey, look, like you can fight that battle if that's super important to you. But yeah. I think the truth is we are going to lose a lot of software in 50, 100 years. A lot of yeah. it's just going to become mm. vaporware and go away. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, some of it is by... Well, I mean, some of it will be by virtue of like the Connect games, for example. I don't know how many people are going to expect to play those Connect games in fifty years unless they have an Xbox One still with Connect hooked up. That's just the nature of the beast. That that stuff's not supported anymore. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't mind the way Microsoft is at least attempting to keep their entire history as intact as they can. I, I, don't I appreciate think, that a lot. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of us probably, because we're not aware of all the machinations and the back-end stuff and the back-room stuff, I don't think many of us have probably truly grasped the hurdle that licensing is. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. It's, it's, it's a big, big, big deal, licensing. Like, in a way, like, some people tell me something new about licensing almost every day. Like, it's... There's so play, much stuff to it. I can't even play the original version of Super Meat Boy. It doesn't have the music. Yeah. Like there was that whole dispute between the the two yep. creators. And like, I think if you re-download on like Xbox, I, I don't even know if that has the original music unless you mm. you have it like still installed on a hard drive somewhere. Look at yeah. Crazy Taxi. Oh, it yeah. Was, Crazy yeah, Taxi yeah, was forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy Taxi was forever changed <laughs> because of music licensing. It's and and sometimes the licensing goes to minuscule levels, like maybe there was an in-game can of Coke or something like that that can't be there anymore. Like it's just, it's incredible. Some for of some the for some reason, I just had a nightmarish flashback to the Airwaves chewing gum product placement in Splinter Cell: Pandora Tomorrow. <laughs> like it just flashed in my brain. I remember seeing that at the time and being like, "What? What is this?" Like but really that's what I mean. It's, it's a big, big hurdle. Like it, we've talked about it before, even with those cartridges, it's still a license. You have a license to play the game. I know Nintendo's not going to come to your door and take away the NES cart from you, but in the end, you own a license to play that game. It just happens to be on a cart, which is probably why they all love digital so much now, because yeah. now it's very easy for them to take away your rights to play a game that you own. Um, well, I mean, we're all forgetting the fact that we can just subscribe to a fantastic service like Nintendo's <laughs> expansion cart and play flawless <laughs> versions of original Nintendo games with no flaws. That's interesting. Flawless, <laughs> no flaws. Flawless, interesting perfect. wording. That's what I've heard. How There's mm. no issues whatsoever with those don't, digital re-releases. Don't get me yeah, started. The, well, the fog is gone. <laughs> the, the fog is gone. There's no more Nintendo 64 fog. It's great. <laughs> obviously being facetious. I know. <laughs> oh, damn you, Nintendo. Having said uh, that, though, can we talk about the day one thing? Yeah, oh, we can talk about the day one thing. Like, 
Because it's funny, again, this was one of those controversies that I woke up to about the day one thing. And then, I don't know, I just found it a bit odd because they've been doing this with Forza Horizon specifically since I think two. And EA's done it, Sega's done it. They've all done the early access thing. But my thing was more, because I watched your video on it, Destin, and well, I yeah, agree with I, you. I hate the early access thing, just generally. Yeah. I, I agree with you in that their messaging was bad. Like mm. the, the Forza Horizon marketing team were acting like launch day was the early access launch day, which yeah. is which is wrong. Yeah. I I personally don't have a problem with the early access thing. These well, these companies are yeah. they're they're finding ways because because gamers don't like paying more as standard. $60 American has been the price forever and a day, despite mm. the fact that development of games has exploded in cost. Gamers don't want to pay any more than their 60 Yeah. I'd like to clarify when you're done, by the way, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Mm. Um, so publishers are finding any way they can to get more money to try and recoup that investment. I think early access is probably the least egregious of all the options that they've chosen, like loot boxes and this and that and the other, it's probably the least egregious. Like it, it kind of goes back to the whole physical and digital. Like we, we, most of us grew up in a world where video games were physical only. So a game goes gold maybe, what, a month beforehand yep. and then they have to get their discs printed or their cartridges made and then they've got to get their box art in and they've got to ship it all around the world to have it ready for release day, the day that they have said this game comes out. As digital becomes more and more prevalent, things are going to change. Like when a game goes gold, it's technically ready to release digitally. They could just theoretically release it almost that day. I feel like they were always going to find a way to let people get it early in a digital world. If people are willing to pay the money, have at it. Like, I don't know. But, but I agree that the messaging should be right. They shouldn't be talking about the launch of the early access version as if that's launch day. Yeah. It's a but, phrase. It's a language issue, really, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because everywhere, everywhere, day one on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. And the fourth team comes out like, join us for launch day, November that's right. 5th. Yeah. You know? 100%. And, and that's, 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 that's really it of it. So everybody is talking about Forza, right? Even if mm. you're not playing the game, you're talking about Forza and probably bringing up Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, just, everyone's going to have a different opinion. It it just, it causes a little bit of confusion for people mm. who aren't as like in the know as we are, who yep. are excited and want to play it. Oh, you got to wait till November 9th. Why do I have to wait till November 9th? Everybody's talking about how it's out. It's launch day. Yeah. Right? Yep. And that's, it's as simple as that. I don't, I don't care if they do early access. I think it's something they have to figure out the, the marketing for because yeah. yep. day one on game 100%. pass now doesn't quite mean day one when your other marketing is also saying well day one is here but this is day one for early access day one is actually November. like <laughs> that whole explanation is, no no, no. it's yeah, almost yeah. comical right yeah. I, and, and microsoft's no stranger to bad messaging <laughs> they're the experts um, yeah <laughs> and, and that's the thing like where where i was getting into some arguments was a lot of people getting upset about the fact that the early access exists and i'm just like why it's been around forever and a day like 
now that digital is a thing, I'm shocked it didn't start happening earlier. Like, yeah, just makes coverage annoying because I never know when the hell anything's coming out anymore. You've been marketing <laughs> November 5th, November 9th to me for like a year. Yeah. And then yeah. You're like, oh, by the way, we're doing early access on the 5th. I'm like, okay, I got to change my whole coverage plan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think as uh, well, it's, it's, it's got a thing of annoying. like, if it was early access and they literally were like, you can play the game four days early, give us 20 quid. And that was it. I would have a problem with that. I would think like, yeah, you, you're literally just give us money and we'll let you play a bit earlier. And that's purely- You're monetizing FOMO. Yeah, you're exploiting you're a, a person's desire to get in and play oh. the new thing, right? But the, the fact is that this early access is the premium edition and one of the benefits along with all of the yet to be announced DLC and you get a bunch of this and a bunch of that. That's less egregious to me. That's like, okay, yeah, it's one of the perks- but it is still because because they get that viral marketing bump that we've seen, and then mm. oh oh how can I play? I want to play. I want to be part of the conversation. Give us your money, and yeah. yeah, it's it's savvy and it's it's business, and I get it. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel right. It feels a bit wrong, and the language they used really hurt them. I think. Um, oh, a hundred percent on Destin's point that their marketing and their messaging is bad around it. They shouldn't they shouldn't have bothered even talking about the fact that the game is out for some people. Let the people who want to seek it out discover it. Don't call um, it launch day. Launch day is November 9th. That's right. Like, very simple. Yeah. Launch day is November 9th. Hey, yeah. if you're an early access person, it's available now. Like, there's got to be a little more careful yeah, yeah. that that's it. Yeah, 100%. Like, in, in the end, launch release dates have always existed. Like, they are what they are. So Game Pass subscribers still get it day one. They get it November 9, which is the official launch day. Now, if you want to call launch day a marketing term or whatever it is, go for it. But in the end, November 9 is launch day. So Game Pass subscribers are still getting it on day one. Having said that, even Game Pass subscribers can pay or buy an extra yeah, that's what they can do. pathway to get it early as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It, it, it's just the bad messaging, yes. Yeah, the messaging 100%. But the 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 principle, the existence of early access, I would have assumed people would expect it in a digital world. Yeah. One thing we all should just keep in mind is that mm. like everybody probably watching this show, everybody on Twitter, every we make up like what 10% of people who purchase video games. If, if that. that Call yeah. of Duty is going to outsell everything this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grandma is going to get their Call of Duty fixed this year. Uh, yeah. That that will be one of the best-selling games yet again, mm. even with all the controversy happening in yes. Activision right now, even with mm. all this Game Pass stuff we're talking about right now. Most people yep. don't know. They just don't. And yep. they're going to sign on on November 9th, and they'll be like, oh, Forza is here. I'm ready yep. to play. And they're not even going to know any of this happened. Yeah, is exactly. it an important conversation to have? Yes, but at the end of the day, call it gets I'd sell everything. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm with you because I was having the argument on a forum, and someone pointed me to you. Oh well, Destin said this, and I was like, okay. So I watched the video, and I'm like, oh, you I agree with it. Destin. You didn't just watch a clip of me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I watched the video, and I'm Thank like, you. I agree with Destin's point. He's right. Their messaging was garbage, and their marketing was probably misleading. Yeah. But the, the the argument that was going on was about the existence of early access and that Game Pass technically isn't day one. And I'm like, well, it is. Game Pass is day one. Take the Forza poor example out of it. 
it is day one. Everyone yeah. gets a game day one. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just... Like, if you well, go in... I'm curious. If, if I were to go into a store, of course, wearing my mask, would <laughs> I be able to get Forza Horizon 5 right now? Or is it not not his store? No. Since the night? no. It doesn't so hit the right. general public... And I realize right. digital sales are... It's like 60-40 right now. But the general yeah. public who go to that storefront hmm. or actual store... Um, November 9th. Yeah, November 9th. Yep. And that's the point I was trying to get across. November 9th is still the release date. That is the day that because we're still in that world where people have that attachment to physical. I think if the day ever comes that we're like 80, 90% digital or full digital, things could change again. But while we still have that attachment to physical, the release day is November 9th. Yeah. Anything else is whatever. I, now, I don't know. It just in the interest of time, because I'm conscious yes. of Destin's Destin's time. We've got one more super chat. I don't hear the baby, so we're doing okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, you just give us a heads up. Uh, we've got Gecko Gamer again. Just just going back to his point about game preservation. This even, I've never heard of. Even digital can degrade you to things like bit rot, which can happen every time you open something. Also, patches. Is that serious? Is that for real? Yeah, hmm. you can get discs. Is that a real thing on the disc? Yeah, it's a real no, no, no. Thing. I know that a disc can rot. But he's saying digital can degrade due to oh. bit rot. Anything, I didn't anything know that, that was you a store thing. information on can eventually degrade because everything information-wise is stored on physical items. Like everything in the cloud is still on server blades. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So that's it can true. all fail. But yes, he's, yeah, you're right, Gecko. Uh, and you know, maybe maybe we'll do a we'll have a look internally and see if we can have a deeper conversation and maybe maybe speak to someone from a game preservation and do something interesting with it from an Xbox Zero point of view. Because it's, well, does it's it a great topic. The one that comes up all the time talking about the C-bomb issue. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, might, yeah. Maybe we'll get him on and <laughs> have a chat. Now, um, Destin, if you've never watched a full episode, and I, I grant it, you know, some of our episodes are a bit long in the tooth. Um, we have a wonderful community that support Xbox Zero with our Patreon. Um, and it's at this point in the show that we like to sort of give some love to all of our wonderful patrons that uh, look after us. Now I used to have to read out all these names one by one and say, thank you. Not anymore. But Can thanks I? to the miracle of technology and the fact. Oh, last of the case. <laughs> Nadorius, not Jack, Bone <laughs> Shade, the Scarecrow, Torn Raptor, VK Andrew, Britt, Saris. How long is this list? Prisips, <laughs> That's Duke, why we don't read it anymore. <laughs> Wildstar. Morventus, good night. Gabe Quest, Hexer, SG Spray, J Rappa, Cartoon Soldier. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Proof JJJ, <laughs> Red Sun, Shadowgasm, the best shadows, uh, Somnia, <laughs> Syndex, Top Running Riot. That's why we stopped reading it because the list was too long. Now I'm That's, of the mindset that every time we have a guest, we make them episode. do it. Destiny's oh. just invented a whole new bit of of you know famous in, international superstars in the industry reading out their names i love you know it. you Thanks, know that Destin. we're going to get all our guests to read out the list from now on yeah yeah that's happening like we have to do that now next time we get jeff grubb on i'm going to make jeff read all of it yeah i'm going to make sure. him read the lot well done Destin. he'll every, do it too. every guest will he'll now curse it. you for doing this to them but i love it <laughs> um, so big thank you to all our patrons for all of the support you make all of this possible because xbox series is a community driven effort and we owe you for enabling us to be able to do all this wonderful stuff now as part of uh the perks of being a patron 
they get to ask community questions on every podcast. And when we have a guest, um, they often direct them at you. So I think we've got a, a fairly lengthy list, but as as we usually do, I think Nick will try and focus on the ones that specifically are asking in, you a question. Yes, Destin. in case Destin needs to dip, yep. I'll try and grab the questions that are more specifically for Destin, just in okay. case. So that way those people get their questions. No, no one knows who I am. So <laughs> I don't, don't be like we, that, mate. Don't, mate. I can answer mate. all three questions. Don't worry. <laughs> mate, don't 19. be humble, please. Okay, don't be <laughs> humble. That's a lot. Yeah. You so you know year, you're you're a big deal, mate. Don't be humble. Come on, don't be like that. Yeah. Okay. I I really don't think about myself that way, but okay. <laughs> I think I think the, the the best way of putting it is you're very respected um, in the industry, and I think particularly you know a lot of a lot of our community when they said, "Hey, yeah, we're having Destin on," they were like, "Oh, he's great. I love watching him. Aww. He's one of the yeah. best IGN guys." I got a lot of messages about it when I they found out that you were on. Yeah. Aww, well, so, thank you. You know, enjoy it. Enjoy bask in the uh, in the in the adulation that is coming your way. <laughs> well, anyway, go on. kind words. I appreciate that. That, that, that. Destin, you sound like me, mate. You sound like you can't help but focus on the crap that you cop online, and it's hard to sort of take in the positive stuff sometimes. But you gotta oh, you gotta take in the positive stuff, mate. Trust me, a lot more people like you than oh, like thanks, not mate. like you. It's just or the people that don't like you. Are, the people loud. that don't like you are louder. They're yeah. just really, really loud. That's all it is. Don't worry about it, mate. Don't stress. Okay. We'll go for the destined questions. Where are we? Now, Beast Mode 10. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Hi, Nick John <laughs> Destin. Question for Destin. I think the Halo campaign coverage is part of the IGN's first exclusive series, very similar to the Steam Deck reveal. How much footage do you usually plan to shoot on such exclusive outings? And is there a certain formula to space out the release of IGN first segments that reveal a certain piece of information? Cheers. Ooh. I don't know how much of this I can answer, but I can answer the footage one. I record every single second I possibly can. And then I like to go back and I will work on those edits uh, later. And uh, yeah, I think. I can answer it. That's that's it. I think, like I, think I, I recorded it. everything. Like, when, <laughs> we did, okay. when we did the Destiny one, I recorded as much as I possibly could. Like every hard drive I brought mm. was basically full when I came back. And then it's sometimes it's about like what you're able to craft from the experiences that you had with the developer, right? Like what stories you want to tell, and then you come up with a content plan and and you run it throughout the month. Sometimes those are um, discussed ahead of time. Mm. That's a that's a fair way of putting it. Mm -hmm. um, They're yeah. editorial led, though, so like, um, it's not my thing to really talk about. So I I don't know. It's it's a little uncomfortable for me to talk about because Ryan, okay. Ryan runs the IGN first stuff, and I don't mm. want to speak on his behalf about how he. No, no, that's fine. How he runs the show. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair question though. So everything in the very. very I can tell you about the production stuff. Yeah, I record everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Don Cabeza. Our producer, Nick Destin, Master Chief Junior. What? I'll take that. I'll take that compliment. Maybe. Destin, you're great. I loved your personal channel alongside your work with IGN. Did you know that Xbox Era is in the process of an Extra Life charity live stream right now oh. over on our Twitch channel, the Xbox Era? Just thought you'd like to know. That's My question great. is this. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. How can people donate to the thing? 
That's true. He's this is Jesse's giving yeah, us. Yeah, Jesse, a, a you're running it, dude. Where's the banner? There it is. Extralife.org, extra-life.org slash participant slash capital X box dash capital E R A. In case there's capitalization things. I, I did a big fundraiser. Um like when my channel was the most popular, I'm like, I have to do it this month. And we raised mm. like five thousand dollars for wow. uh, uh one of the That's charities. Right. And I, mm. I'm a big supporter of anybody who's able to do a charity thing. It's more work than you think to even just <laughs> do that on do the call out on every episode for a month. But yeah, I, yeah mm. uh, the community helped hit five grand. And uh, it's awesome that you guys are doing this. That's it's just incredible. And I have to give props to Jesse because he's sitting here behind the scenes mm. of this podcast while we're while we're filming, controlling and all the Say hi to the people, Jesse. Um, but he's been streaming for like Hello 12 to the people. Hours. Hey, he <laughs> and he's gone again. I love Streamyard. Um, I know so it's so good, Jesse. And it's definitely so go check out the Twitch channel. It's got a link to the extra life there. Um, I think you know the original target. Jesse was quite humble. I think the original target was like two hundred dollars, and he blew past that. He blew past five hundred. Uh, I'm not sure mm. how far he's got, but you know, if, if you're feeling generous, save the super chats. Go throw them at the extra life thing instead, because yeah. it's a better cause than us. Anyway. Speaking of super chats, there's one from Keras. Destin is fabby, even if he says Keras the wrong way, but that's okay. It is Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know it's Keras. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys now. Now we've learned. Uh, okay. Where's the... Okay. Somnia. Uh, hey, fellas. Hope you're having a great show and congrats on 10K. Thanks, Somnia. Uh, this question is for Destin. I'm curious what got you into games journalism and where did your career start before IGN or was IGN where you started? Have a great weekend all. We, we kind of covered that, didn't we? Well, I can, I can go all yeah, the cool. way back to where it started. Go back. Yeah, go, uh, go, go. We were, talking, we were talking off the air. I used to write for mygamer.com. I just wanted to, I've always, my whole life, wanted to talk about video games, probably since high school, right? You used to have like GamePro back then and... Mm. IGN 64, of course, you know, and all the magazines that would just cover gaming. I still have tips and tricks issues where I would uh, bring to the arcade and put on the arcade thing so I could do the infinite gem combos and stuff with Wolverine, who's I was a huge comic book fan back then. Mm. So I started writing for my gamer. I did that for a while. And then, you know, college happened or whatever. And um, then game trailers had something called user movies. And if you want to go back to the very beginning, I started uploading user movies to game trailers. And I started doing, one of the things I started doing was the Daily DL. I did like seven episodes of the Daily DL that was meant to be a humorous news show where I would talk about a news story and then usually have a punchline with every every story that I would, would do. Um, the jokes were very bad and uh, it, it definitely <laughs> showed its date. Like I, I had like a bed sheet hung up and it was like, it's terrible. But um, it, people really, really liked it. It would get featured regularly on game trailers. And I even got noticed by uh, Craig Skistimus, who used to run Screw Attack. And he flew me out to Texas and he had me try out for the show Hard News, which was Screw Attack's new show and the first video game news show that I, that I think ever existed. IGN hadn't started the Daily Fix yet. None of that had happened. So for... A year or two, I did hard news. Uh, I did it for a total of about three years before uh, somebody else took over. Jared took over. And um, yeah, in that time, uh, nobody else was really doing it. And then IGN 
IGN started doing the daily fix and everybody does mm. the daily news now. Right. So it's sort of a thing, but that was, geez, that was like another lifetime. Even mm -hmm. before that though, while I was doing the daily DL, I won, I was borrowing my roommate's camera to do that at the time in college. Um, wow. I was learning how to edit and everything. I was going for uh, game design. So like I was, I was doing 3d models in 3ds max and all that mm. and uh, learning just some, I didn't do much coding. Mostly it was 3D modeling, rigging. Uh, I didn't get so good with the texturing, but I knew how to unwrap. I, I, I don't know if any of this is making yeah, any yeah, sense. No, people, I'm with you. Keep going. Keep going. And um, yeah, so I started doing the videos and I was offered a job in Wisconsin doing like web page design or something. And I was doing that and doing this in my spare time where I would just do this silly new show talking about video games. Uh, but before that, they had a user movie contest called We Love Halo 3. And you had to submit a, a created video about Halo 3 and why you loved it. So I did this goofy thing where I was dressed all nerdy and pretended to, pretended to be nerdy and uh, talked about why I love Halo 3. And I won. And I won like a, I don't know, like a thousand dollar gift card at Best Buy or something. And I bought mm -hmm. the camera that I used to start shooting the daily DLs and the tripod and just the gear that I needed to start making videos. And then, I mean, that's it. That's that winning that contest on game trailers is why I was able to do the daily DL, which is why I was able to get the job at screw attack. Screw wow. attack would lead to getting a job at frogster America as a community manager, which was Frogsta. a, yeah. F R O G like hop hop. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I applied at IG to be their first like uh, person that would capture video games. And that was my main responsibility to capture entirety of video games and make uh, wiki type content. Mm -hmm. That was a decade ago. I was the first one to do it full time as I was hired full time, which is not a normal thing. Normally you like I hired as a contractor and then brought on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the whole story. Blimey. I mean, that's, wow. that's quite inspiring because especially as someone mm. you know, very similar, really wanted to do something in games. And, you know, I thought about pursuing development, but then I realized the magic of games for me is in the discovery and the playing. And, you know, I've got, I've got a cousin that's a developer. He, he works at a, a very big AAA studio. And the magic of creating is, is a different kind of, you know, uh, mindset. And it's not my mindset. I like playing the end product. I don't necessarily like building the product. Um, so it's really cool to hear that, you know, that there's a lot of similar journeys probably to a lot of people that love covering games on this team, because I think there's a lot of love out there for the for the medium, um, but not everyone has the opportunity to go and pursue that. Right. Um, that's really cool. That's really cool to hear that story. Mm. A lot of people. Um, yeah, they're just like, oh, you're just another game journalist. And I'm like, I never thought of myself. I never mm. sought out to be a games journalist. Yeah. I just talked about video games and that's all I've ever done. You know, I talked about the news that is happening and made jokes about the news. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, people just started taking me maybe a little too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw a couple of things in the chat. Um, one, I'm going to read out because it was just really kind. Uh, where is it? Uh, Roberto Vega Flick. It's not a super chat. I'm just, I'm, hey, I, I get to make the call. Uh, Destin, just want to say hello. Big fan of your work. Keep up the humor on Twitter. Love to see people freak out with your sarcasm. I just liked reading that because it was just a nice comment that oh. I saw flag up. We've I also there is a super chat. photo on my shelf. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. We've got a <laughs> that super one, chat geez, here. People got so mad about that. Yeah, people they get did. Like, you, you know this isn't real, right? 
<laughs> like, yeah. This is serious business. Um, yeah. But gamers play hard zero says, I actually remember you on Screw Attack and your famous line, this is Destin Ligori and this is the hard news. I'm Destin and this is hard news. That was the catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> and this this jacket I wear now is actually an homage to uh, hard news. That's why I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do a little throwback on the show. Mm -hmm. you know, it works. Yeah. It works. Very, very uh, well-dressed, well-dressed <laughs> YouTuber. Um, good question. What have we got next? Okay. Uh, not again. Howdy to my lovely colleagues, John and Nick, and welcome, Destin. Bam. <laughs> I've appreciated your insights on Podcast Unlocked as well as IGN overall and love your channel. Less gaming and more personal question this time. Since working from home for over a year and a half, I've noticed that hobbies, projects that I used to love engaging in after coming home from work have largely fallen by the wayside. I'm not sure if it's burnout from working at odd hours and too many, odd sleeping patterns or the ease and safety that comes with some of my hobbies like gaming or catching up on TV. Specifically, I can't remember the last time I picked up my guitars and recorded new music. Have any of you felt similar? And if so, which hobbies have fallen to the side? Destin has a bit of extra lenience for recently becoming a father. Thanks for everything you do, Destin. And as always, to the gentlemen, you're the tops. Hey. Yeah, go, go for it. So, yeah, uh, what's fallen by the way? So many hobbies. Like, uh, mm. I I went the opposite direction. I kind of I I don't want to say thrive, but I like working at home a lot. I get to watch mm. my son grow up and see milestones, yep. like see him babble and stuff like that. So, uh, for me, I I'm doing probably better in that respect. I get to. Um, work on a lot of different types of things. I get to do the IGN work, which I very am, am strict with keeping nine to five, right? Keeping that separate yep. from my personal stuff. So um, personal stuff in the evening, IGN stuff during the day. And then I also like do, I did some cooking videos where I tried an, an In-N-Out recipe where, that this one <laughs> YouTuber did. And I, I actually really enjoy cooking for my wife. I make homemade bread a lot. Nice. Um, I am a big fan of photography. I have photographed birds for fun. Um, and I, mm. I, I really hone that skill during the time with COVID. Uh, my friend CJ Gibson, some people might know him from IGN, taught me the basics of photography. And I, I really took it to heart. And uh, that's how I improved a lot of my videography skills, which came in very handy when COVID hit, because I was able mm. to take the gear that I need. And like the PlayStation unboxing we did this year on IGN, that was all shot by, that was shot by me, lit by, everything was me, right? Wow. Mm. Same with the Xbox and the Siri, Series S. They were all shipped to me and shot in my living room and uh yeah so i'm i'm strange i guess for me i have taken on extra hobbies like <laughs> here's a weird one uh a few weeks ago i was going to sell pies <laughs> to people in my neighborhood <laughs> because i really enjoyed making pies but it turned out to be just like one too many i made a mistake making two pies so my wife and i had to eat these two amazing apple pies that i forgot to put oh, uh, apple pies in. so nice so yeah if you don't put in a thickener then your pie is just ruined but you put in the, the thickener is like the second to last thing you do you do your crust mm. then you put you your apples have been sitting for an hour and you add uh, cornstarch and I forgot to add the cornstarch. So the two pies oh. I was going to sell were ruined. So we ate them and they were delicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, talking a lot, but uh, I, I have a lot no. of little hobbies plus playtime with my son, time with oh, my yeah, wife. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's it's, good. It's, it's all good. Uh, I, I think very similar for me, like uh, 
my hobbies are pretty much Xbox Zero. That is similar to you. You know, I have a mm. I have a nine to five that eats up a lot of my time. It often turns into like an eight till eight job. Um, so there's a bit of burning candle at both ends. And uh, I, I do love doing it though. And so that's fine. I did note that I got up this morning. I went to bed at midnight last night. I woke up at around 8.30. My kid, my son is old enough. He gets breakfast for him and his younger sister. And they came and woke me up because my wife had left for work at like 7 a.m. or something. They came and woke me up at about 8. And oh, Daddy, yeah, can we do this? And I went downstairs all bleary-eyed. I had a coffee and I sat next to my daughter and she was just watching Bluey, I think. And I fell mm. asleep and she was just cuddling me and I woke up again at 11. I was <laughs> like, wow, okay, my body really was just like completely burned out. So I was terrible father of the year award. I was just completely exhausted. Son just sat on his switch for three hours and my daughter just sat there cuddling me. But it was good because it was like an, I haven't napped in about a decade. So I felt yeah. I felt great afterwards. Maybe that's my new hobby, napping. I should <laughs> revitalize it. It this, felt this, great. This is a little personal, but uh, do you mind me if I ask how old you are? Me, I'm 37. Okay, I'm 39, and I am so exhausted around mm. six o'clock. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, I have a thing. I, I, I fall asleep on the couch very early. Yeah, yeah. I, I come mm. out of my office, this office, when I finish working, and my 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 wife and my kids and they're having dinner like half five, six o'clock. If I sit down, I will fall asleep. It doesn't matter <laughs> if the TV's on. I will. Yeah. Fall, so I, I now find myself. I will stand. I will stand and talk because if I sit. Mm. Game over for dad. Yeah. So yeah, you're not. As soon alone, as I hit that team. couch, <laughs> it's bad. As soon as I hit that couch, yeah. <laughs> Don't feel guilty. It's, it's, it's hereditary over. across all men. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old man, and you just fall asleep wherever. Everyone very, very, very easy. It's like, oh, he sleeps great through the night. My son does not sleep great through the night. He wakes up three, four times minimum. Like yeah, that night. sounds full he's on. He's like teething right now, so he's doing oh, like sleep rest. It's it's rough, but I yeah. love it. Yeah. No, just, just I have so to admit. Know. Yeah, I was going to say my two were pretty good sleepers on the whole, but then oh, I could also great. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, was, I was about to say the opposite. Any parent that says my two kids were asleep from three months in, they're lying to you, <laughs> right? They just want to be the Instagram family. Everything's great at our end. It's all lies. But you know, maybe maybe that was mean of me to say. I, I'm just saying mine weren't too bad, but it also helps that I could probably sleep through an earthquake. Oh, yeah. so. It's it's less of an issue for me. Um, you from Nick, though, about how is COVID affecting you? Um, weirdly, as someone who was a homebody before COVID was a thing, like a lot of my family joked that not much is changing in lockdown because I'm home a lot playing games or whatever anyway. Um, the Weirdly, the thing that changed a lot for me was listening to podcasts because... Listening to podcasts was something that I always did on the drive into work and the drive home and often at the gym. But then Melbourne's the most locked down city in the world. So for the last four months, I haven't been able to go to the gym. And then I'm not driving in and back to back from work anymore. So being able to listen to all the podcasts I used to listen to is what's kind of fallen by the wayside because I don't have the same opportunities to listen to them yeah. anymore. Um, hopefully now that we're opening up again and I can start going to the gym again, I'll start listening to all the podcasts again, but I got, <laughs> got a lot to catch up, up on. on. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Now it's more, I, I listen to them when I have something that I need to hear about. So someone will say to me, Hey, Nick, did you hear about this thing? So I need to go and listen to that podcast to see what it was they were talking about, as opposed to taking the out of context clip and 
<laughs> using that to yeah. judge something on. Well, people um, like bite-sized stuff, so it's it's easy. And on uh, psychologically, one of the easiest things to manipulate people with is anger. That there's a yes. big there's a great YouTube video out there um, about the anger germ that I really <sighs> encourage everybody to watch because mm. anger spreads like wildfire. Yeah, uh, mm. especially online. And there's a yes. lot going on in in these in online communities just generally. That is, if you're if you've ever studied any modicum of psychology or sociology it's very interesting stuff and i don't know that all of it's good no. um mm. but yeah it's just true like we, we talk we talk about it on xbox here we, we talk about the youtube algorithm right and yes the majority of youtube videos and you know it's nice to come across i don't think your channel does it but you pick the topic and you'll go the negative slant with the angry rhetoric because that's what gets you clicks because anger is the easiest emotion to spread across mm. right and we mm -hmm. we oh. deliberately try not to do it is it is, is this the call for help my son might be coming in to say hi oh that's hi, funny. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you want, can you say hi on the show we're live <laughs> actually no 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 maybe let's not put him on the show it's okay yeah. we can we can we can no it's all right I, like uh, i can make that decision when he's old son. enough that's my and, wife and I, adam, adam ice green when we had him on a ice green from um world's edge on i know his daughter came in and just started asking him all these questions and he's like <laughs> i'm doing a show i'm here i'm can't you see i'm doing a show i'll be right back two seconds no worries no worries <laughs> oh dear so, yeah, destin is is you know he's living the dream of this is parent life um and it's yeah. very real so anyone watching that that's that's got kids this is how it is <laughs> You can't, you can't stop it. I put a lock on the door, but it's not always going to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he loves coming in here, and I let him play with the Xbox controller, and it lights up. The button will light up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just loves it so much. Nice. And see, that's great. been the great thing about COVID, right. though, because I'm always home. My kids are more into gaming now because I'm here to play with them more. My son and I, we play Rocket League together heaps, and then my daughter gets involved, and we all play Fortnite, and that's that stuff's been good. That that stuff has been really, really good. Yeah. There was less of a chance to do that before, for sure. Um, which is good. Um, but mine are older. You still got a way to go, Destin. Uh, mine are ten and six. Oh yeah. So when does it start? Yeah. Like when does he start like sleeping on his own and stuff like that? Like one, two, two, two. Yeah, one and a half to two. They have to yeah. be in the same room till they're one. Yeah, one and a half to two is is fine. Yeah. I mean, we we cheated with, the, with our son. We had him in his own room by six months. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah you can do that. That's fine. Yeah, and he, he did okay. Um, he was the, literally the room next to us because we were we were about same here from day with, one. His own room. Yeah, but mm. my daughter, um, she she was the trouble child. She still is. She's a nightmare. I love her. We went to this birthday party today with her, and she was. That you know they're doing the pass the parcel and she didn't win and she immediately went and tantrumed over to me. <laughs> I didn't win a prize. I'm like, that's life, kid. And yeah, she doesn't get that lesson yet. But um, yeah, she was a little bit more difficult. I think we we had a lot of up and down. So about one and a half for her. So yeah. every kid's different. You'll, it'll, I was it'll about pass. to say every kid is completely different. Like my two were both in their own rooms from day one, but all our bedrooms are very close together. So if we need to jump up and go check, we can. But like, for example, with the older one, unfortunately, she's an early riser regardless of what time she goes to bed. She could go to bed at 1 a.m. 
she'll be up at seven. She could go to bed at seven, yeah, she'll be up at my seven. Voice is she saying. could go to bed at four, she'll be up at seven. Like it's like her body clock is just nope. I'm up <laughs> at seven regardless. So my son I feel bad. is punching us in the face. So I, I hear <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's yeah, um, and that's the problem. It's hard. Like parenting advice, everyone wants to give it to you, but the problem is it doesn't always apply different. because your kid's different to every other kid. So when I heard that yours is up at 1:30, regardless, all the time, I'm like, wow, that must be full on because mine wasn't like that. So yeah, yeah. It, it's it's 31 and then maybe wow. he goes back to bed at three easy. Maybe not, but mm. usually three is the last one. And then he's up at 6.30. We're getting wow. it. This isn't about gaming anymore, audience. This is about wow. child yeah, But this is what happens. This is why the show goes as long as it does sometimes. We go off on a tangent and then away we go. It works. My only question was, how, how old is he at the moment? He is he's nine months. He just turned nine, nine months. months. Uh, that oh, wow. then. When, when we had trouble with our, our daughter when she was really young and she used to really scream, we did the classic, uh, I, I can't remember if it's called swaddling, where you yes. almost wrap them up. So yeah, just straight jacket. Completely. Yeah, straight yeah. jacket. Yeah. That straight used to jacket. Work, but he's a little old for that. Well, <laughs> our, uh, our pediatric doctor, whatever it's called, uh, yeah, they yeah. said that he's probably going to start having separation anxiety now. So if he wakes up and he doesn't know where we are, then he's like, Weird. yeah anyway baby stuff yeah <laughs> anyway yeah we'll, we'll, we'll well, move you on guys are home all the time which is yeah. unprecedented yeah. like it's not that wasn't like that before all of this i, I could not do this without my wife yeah i could not do any oh. of the things that i'm doing i couldn't do the youtube thing i couldn't do this podcast no. um, my wife is the most amazing woman in the world and i love her so much and i mm. I, I couldn't do any of this without her yeah, I just couldn't. yeah. same who, who do you think very, is very keeping smart. my two out of here yeah <laughs> my, my wife is uh she hates all the gaming stuff but if if she didn't help out then i wouldn't be able to do any of it either so mad mad props to all the wives out there that are helping <laughs> mm. us do what we want to do um go on nick what, what, what else have we got have we got any other suggestions? Uh, i've got a couple of super chats time? uh phase all 27 minutes behind xbox chipmunk voice era still solid <laughs> watching it on fast forward that's dead yeah, he's watching it on fast forward um jake uh, game is expensive, especially because I have three kids. Game Pass is the reason I can afford to game. Also, Microsoft doesn't get enough praise for accessibility with its adaptive controller. They're getting a lot of praise for Forza right now. Yeah, yeah they are, so, aren't they? Did you see that they have um, sign language? I, I think that's sign language, after yeah. launch. I don't think it comes at launch. Oh, I think it's okay. coming like oh, right, right, right. shortly after. But yeah, they're integrating full-on people doing sign language. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, That's unbelievable. I mean, that's and it's both versions. I, I didn't even know there were two versions of sign language. I just know like water and more. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, I didn't know that either. I'm just finding that out now Which that you're saying it. Sign language, so. Oh, wow. Because cool. he can actually, so check this out. Babies can actually learn sign language really fast and they can communicate their needs mm. if, you if you work and teach them. So like if he wants water, right, or he wants yep. more, he can at least communicate that. He already does more all the time. Wow, so it's really fast. That's unreal. It's really amazing stuff. That's incredible. Yeah. It's something I wish I'd learned when I was a kid. Sign language because yeah. I watched I watched Dune and I watched the you know the mother. Have you seen Dune? I saw the new one. Yeah. Yeah, where they were sign languaging. I just mm -hmm. I absolutely loved that as like a very. Oh uh, yeah, the little hidden. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I digress. That was cool. Um, <laughs> and the new Halo cool. thing okay. where they used all sign language oh. with the audio reconstruction that was phenomenal. Today's with the mm. grapple shot. Oh, incredible. 
incredible. There is no marketing like Halo marketing. Yeah, I still think so to this I day. hope there's even like a small part of something like that in the game when yeah. it comes out. I, I, because we got man. that audio log right and that was really good yeah. but i'm like now we're getting these full-on live action things i'm like i wonder wow. if these are powerful like, they're good they are very they're very well made and i have to yeah. wonder you know this is an open world-esque halo mm-hmm. you know what, what kind of little things you know because audio diaries we've been there we've done that data pad collection but if they're really well produced bits like this great like but really, that last really campaign great. trailer, it looks like the infinity detonates to take out the ring so that they don't, you know, kill everybody in the world and in, in the galaxy. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. I was talking with Ian. Halo Cannon's a big uh, a YouTuber. And we were talking a few weeks back about that last campaign trailer. And you see the ring and then you see deceased. Right. And we know that, you know, Chief's mental state, which was covered a lot in Shadows of Breach, yeah. was discussed. Um, and uh, yeah, I. I he hopes it's not true, but we were talking about it. And we think that the I think that the infinity was detonated. And I think Chief like is realizing the toll of the decisions that he's had to make to stop Cortana, to stop all these bad things mm. from happening. And I think we're gonna I hope we learn more about that. <gasps> you, so it could be anything, but imagine if that's what happened in that campaign trailer that we saw. Justin, yeah, you yeah. just hyped me up. Right, like I'm already pretty hyped, but I, I yeah. think if they were to do that, that would be an incredibly gutsy decision because he's on that ship. Doctor Halsey, everyone. her clone brains are on that ship. One of one of the clone brain. Well, they think it was clone brains that they got in Shadows of Reach when they went back yeah. to Reach and went underground and got the brains right to make the weapon. Or, or, or uh, and one of them were used to create the weapon. So like, mm. there's a. I'm very excited for Infinite because of that conversation I had with Halo Cannon. And yeah. talking about Shadows of Reach, talking about Halo Infinite, and the, that trailer, and I never made the connection between that moment when they're looking at the ring, and then everybody says deceased. I'm like, I think they blew up the Infinity. That would be the ballsiest move. I'd actually applaud three for three for that because it's almost like it, subconsciously that's a little bit like, yeah, we understand Halo now. It took us a couple of games to get it, but we understand that Halo's best when humanity's on the back foot. When it's it's just you versus the world, not when you know the infinity's plowing through Covenant cruisers in cutscenes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Isn't the humanity that that? People... Well, they've been slip space jumping for like five, ten, five years at this point. It's a very long time. Yeah. No, I think it's only two. It's years though. It's like two, three years by the time we get to Infinite. Something happens because Infinite, we already know, is going to be the spiritual reset point for the Halo franchise. Absolutely. Right? Mm. So, what if they kill everybody? They kill Halsey. <laughs> Do it. They kill last three, three. And like we're left with this new court. Cortana's probably still going to be there, but she's lost her weapon. Now we have the weapon, which can take out Cortana. Maybe that's our mission. I don't know. I have all the. I'm really, really excited. I've only read like five out. of the Halo books. I'm reading through Shadows of Reach right now, but I, I, I watched Halo Cannon's video that does a great synopsis. I'm a big fan of his YouTube work. Yeah, and, he's uh, excellent. Yeah. And do you know, sorry, sorry, nerd out for a second. No, no, I, that's I, to be honest. I, I should probably say at this point, we do have a dedicated podcast called "You Had Me at Halo." You had it me at like Halo. Probably try and get you on, even though this mm. might be the last public show. I'll send you the deets. You can make a decision. <laughs> but if you want to nerd out yeah. about Halo lore, those are the guys to go and do it with. They are uh, way more obsessed um, than perhaps Nick and I. But yeah, our I mean, last show for a while. Maybe in December things will stop 
<laughs> all coming out, all happening on the same week. But yeah. I got told it. an amazing theory about Infinite just yesterday. Someone told me their theory about what they think is going on, and I thought it was cool as when they told me. Um, you know how Atriox is always in a hologram? Yeah. Yeah, he's not dead, by the way. Or at least we Isn't don't he? think he no, is. No, no. Apparently, Asherim he's in a hologram, the hologram. In the trailer, right? That's Eshrim, right. not Atriox, right? That's Eshrim. Eshrim's the main person, but in the background... That hologram Atriox is Atriox. In the background somewhere. Oh. And someone yeah. told me that what if that hologram is actually Cortana hiding? Well, that's that that, my theory, which <laughs> Halo Cannon kind of blew up, <laughs> was that that's just Cortana <laughs> pretending. Yeah. Right? But I, I thought that was cool. I thought that was a pretty cool theory. I don't know if it's true or not, but I thought that was a pretty cool theory. I think I think the uh, the weapon. I don't think it's Cortana. <clears throat> I think she is being forced to. I thought. I don't think this anymore. Actually, I thought she was being forced <laughs> to be dumb, like she shackled her, or the UNSC like restrained her in some way. But um, what? Once I had the context of what happened in Shadow of Reach, I think she's an all new AI, and she's just naive. And I actually, once I had yeah. that context, I liked it more because I did my reaction video. People were like, you know, she's like a baby. She's like brand new, mm. basically. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was made, she's either like one year old or like six months old based on the timelines of what we've seen mm -hmm. in like the text on the screen. Because the, the events from Sh Shadows of Reach takes place from 59 to like this, to, I want to say the beginning of 2559 to 2560 and then three months later something happens in infinite so yeah i, I had it all written down See, the exact dates, i had a theory there's a, a line, very tight window sorry yeah no there's a line in the in the latest campaign trailer that that she says she's like what did cortana do wrong like how is she mm. wrong and i was like okay this is my theory it is a, a clone a reclone of Halsey's clone brain because that's how cortana was made but this Cortana, this new court or new Tana, new Tana. Let's just go with that. Weapon. She, yeah, she's had certain subroutines or whatever manipulated to not allow her to think like Cortana, not be exactly the same. Hence yeah. why she seems a little bit dumbed down. Well, um, in Shadows of Reach, they won't even give them AIs anymore. They give them like stupid mm. computers that are slightly better than the ones they had in the original Molnir armor. Interesting. Yeah. See, and that's where I wonder where the in-game personal AIs are. An evolution of right but mm. i reckon that the the end plot this is just a guesswork from me i don't know but they'll end up the, the weapon merges with cortana restores her original or, or makes that's her realize like they, they balance each other out you got like yeah yeah, cortana yeah. that's manipulating all the ais to yeah. be enemies and sending guardians around the galaxy Correct. chasing everybody and you got this new naive one that's like hey let's let's be nice <laughs> I kind of uh, don't hope that happens. I hope it doesn't. I think that's a cop out, yeah. in my opinion. I, yeah. think I feel like that's the weakest storyline. Um, but killing it's everyone too, on the infinity. Like I can see that happening. So I don't yeah, like that's... it. I want to be surprised, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're getting think... out of control. We yeah, have to that's... go back to community questions. We're getting out of control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your dream of an hour and a half, Destin, died a good 25 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. You brought up Halo. Well, I can't well, help it. <laughs> that's that's well, well we went through the questions that were directed directly at destin so if, if he does need to dip he can i'll do one if more he's happy to, we'll do one more if he's happy should, to stay on go. yeah one more if he's one happy more. to stay on i can hear my um, wife well, let, the baby and i always feel guilty like i should be out there helping you know so yeah 
One more, Nick. Pick uh, a good one. Yeah, let, I, I want to pick one. Yeah, that's um, okay. <clears throat> where are we? There's so many here. My God. Um, where is it? Where is it? Okay. I'm trying to find a good one. There is a lot here. Um, Let's go back okay. to Brandon. No, no. Here's, <laughs> yeah. here's, here's a, a pretty straightforward one uh, from Not Jack. How much do you think Xbox's great Q4 lineup will affect console sales? Not at all. They'll sell out everything they're going to make. They already yeah. can't make enough to sell. So I think it will have no effect. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah and the reason well, being because they already are selling out the second they hit the shelf. So, like, there's no, it's, it's sort of an interesting problem, right? Like, Nintendo, yeah. Sony, Microsoft, they're all in the same boat. Everybody has a chip shortage issue to deal with. Yeah. And, and uh, a lot of the manufacturers in, uh, I think it's China or where the chips are made, or is it Japan? Yeah. 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 It's China, yeah, right? China. Yeah, because they were doing an uh, Bloomberg just did this big expose on how that shortage is going to last much further into the future than people think. Yeah. yeah. So this is the new reality. Think, I do not think the success will have a, an effect on console sales. I think they're going to sell every single one they ship. Well, the question then moves to how do they get people buying S's, which are the ones that are sitting on shelves figuratively speaking like they're they'll, not they'll sit they're, on shelves for how long nick though like what a week because yeah, i go i go to costco right and i see them there once in a while they're not there anymore and they haven't been there for a month so how long okay. are they sitting how yeah. long are, like uh even in like japan right now is seeing this big surge for xbox and uh, granted mm. like playstation's still selling better there but it's mm. really surprising to see xbox actually even be on the map in japan yeah 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 they're, they're, they're just insane. about next week they'll top their entire lifetime sales of xbox one next week xbox yeah. one mm. yeah that's mental mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so yeah I, i'd be i'd be interested it's going to be an interesting thing to see in terms of their marketing like they've got the s there the 299 box free to play games are now actually free to play which they haven't been for a long long time they fix that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. 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 Do they lean in and say, hey, 299 box, Halo, free to play, Fortnite, Warzone, uh, Rocket League, all this stuff with your little 299 Series S and get them flying off the shelves as much as the X's? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I be interesting. Go on, Justin. I mean, if you want to inversely ask the question, because there's just a hardware limitation. Like there's no way they could make more, but if they could make more, would it have impacted sales positively? Absolutely. Mm. Like, of sure. course, anytime you have like buzz, like Forza Horizon 5 has right now, yes, you're going to move the needle on your console sales. So, yeah. yeah. They, I mean, Microsoft's also in the unique position where they're also allocating to the server blades for xCloud as well. I think they're done with that. I think no, they, that's, that's it. They that, were like, allocating. Well, they were. That's what I mean. Up until this point, part of the reason Series Xs have been absolutely impossible to get is because they were also allocating hardware to those Series X blades. Yeah. Um, now that that's done, hopefully they can pump out a few more Series Xs. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, right. I think everybody's holding for Black Friday and Christmas. Yeah, that's like, possible. Well, well, there's that story the market. Sorry. There's yeah, that story about how Sony's flying around jumbo jets to make sure everybody has their PS5 <laughs> for Christmas. And they they really want to hit that 20 million number. Yeah. Right? So mm. 
Yeah. I reckon that's yeah. when Microsoft will flood the market. They'll get yeah. as much out as they can for those those two dates, that Thanksgiving period. And mm. yeah. Oh, and there's also restock rumors right now for Walmart, for Target, yeah. for Amazon. Yep. So stuff that I went to a Target actually not that long ago and they are sitting on stock. The, mm. the person at the store told me, yeah, we have a bunch in the back. I can't sell you anything though. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, just between us, I'm holding it. And until we're holding it until end of November. Wow. And the people really? online, they see the stock numbers for Target. They know mm. they have stock. And that's why that's all those relisting places are like, hey, it's coming soon. To mm -hmm. be ready. Yeah. So I'm guessing wow. they want the stock for Black Friday then. They I, want it I would there. guess want... it's Black Friday. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Which well, kind of makes sense, but it's, it's an awkward situation just because I, I mean, it's unprecedented, isn't it? That yeah. we've gone a full year and you still can't buy these consoles. Just yeah. walk into a store and just buy one. My, my theory just, is that uh, Walmart right now with all these sales they're doing, I think they're experimenting to get rid of the scalpers from their sales. And hmm. I almost don't even think they're selling stock because <laughs> it's been <laughs> such a disaster for Walmart. I'm like, this has hmm. to be like a purposeful mistake or something. It's yeah. been so bad. But uh, I, I think that's a little, a little bit but, too tinfoil hat even for this. <laughs> the, the funny, the funny part is though, we talk about chip shortages and how they're not able to keep up. But to me, the thing that's quite surprising is that they're still selling the same or more than they did the previous generation, despite the chip shortage. Yeah. So they've, they've I think still that's how Sony was able to outsell the Wii. I think because everybody's throttled, it's actually allowing Sony to sell better. In a weird way, because mm. there's ah uh, there's I can't remember the specific term, but there's uh, Im implied demand or something like that. I don't know. It's a psychological term for yeah, it is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah the perception of a scarcity item. Yes, and yes. all the consoles are that right now. Not so mm. much Nintendo, maybe the OLED, but I think yeah. even OLED you can sort of get right now. If, if oh you, yeah, you can get the out. OLED down here anyway. Yeah, the OLED's so, the problem here. Um, definitely with the the PlayStation and Xbox. So there's that scarcity play. So you see when you buy it. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yep. That's exactly what's happening at the moment. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so in the interest of time, because uh, Destin, he can go, go anytime so he likes. Last last That's three things. Streamyard. Last three things for Destin, because then 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 he can go very very quickly. Gecko Gamer, super chat. Favorite 3D platformer you've played in the last two generations? Just. Three. Can 3D I have platform. some examples? For uh, does that count as a <laughs> Yeah. You can More say Ratchet example. kind of. Ratchet yeah. sort of a 3D platformer in a way. I, I like Ratchet from a technical perspective, but like if, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Like, I'm Psychonauts just, 2 I would probably be mine. What would it be? I'm not, Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts. I'm not a big platformer guy anyway. Platformer. So. From the know, last two generations, it's dead. <laughs> Des I've been playing Destiny, New World, Metroid, like um, Forza a lot. I'll be playing a lot of Halo, and I'll, I'm gonna like no life Halo. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I've got a week. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot of 3D platformers the you last two generations, has there? What's Super mine? Lucky's Tale. Oh, uh, yeah, Super Lucky's Tale was great. I like Super Lucky's Tale. I've um, <laughs> also, since a lot of people consider it a platformer, and I'm gonna say it because I love it anyway, Crackdown. Yeah, yeah. Crackdown's my favorite 3D platform. You're talking about Crackdown 3. I gotta go. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I played 
okay, it was a joke on a lock, but I actually played the original vision for what Crackdown 3 was going to be when it was at Gamescom. They let me behind closed doors. Yes, I saw that video. And put it out there. And it was awesome. You could blow up like everything in the city. It's just like that vision just, it didn't get where it needed to be. It's such, Crackdown 3 is like a disappointment on so many different levels for me because not only do I love the original Crackdown, but I talked to the developers and how passionate they were about creating that Mm. vision and like, they had to be super disappointed with what actually came out. Especially I watched that video that. that you did. It was so mm. cool. It was yeah, great so cool. the way he cut a hole out of the cement with yeah. the gun. He just shot a hole and then the, the piece just fell out. Yeah. And I was like, that is so cool. That is maybe, so maybe cool. Maybe sometime in the next five years, now the tech could catch up feasibly. I don't know. Yeah. I, I still uh, enjoyed Crackdown 3 for what it was. Um, I know you did. <laughs> I, I just... I just like, I don't know. I like games that focus on the Stop fun and how it feels to the play guests. them. And oh, I mean, I'm the one that's alienated. No one likes Crackdown 3. I'm the only one that does. <laughs> Crackdown 3, Stan. Um, the oh. other thing I wanted to mention was uh, thanks to your wonderful reading out of the Extra Life link, um, I've just been advised we got back-to-back $50 donations Heck and yeah. then another $30 when the original goal was 100, what a crazy awesome community we've got from Jesse. So thanks for the shout out. And the last thing, Destin, just one last time, and I hope Jesse's on the ball here. Thank you for joining us. It's been a blast. I know you've got to go do dad things and put the dad hat on. But do you want to pimp out the the Destin channel and where they can find you and everything else one last time? It's up on the screen. It's (laughs) switch.tv slash Destin. Uh, it's youtube.com slash the Destin channel. They would not give me Destin, even though it's a channel that's been dead for nine years. Oh, so youtube.com slash the Destin channel. I try and post a video a day where I just talk about like whatever's going on in the industry. Right. Um, so I really appreciate anybody who subscribed over there or has ever watched over there and actually at least listen to what I had to say. Yes. I'm very excited about Xbox. I'm a human being. I'm allowed to like things. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> like I'm allowed to like one thing more than another thing and still be able to objectively cover, like go watch my Spider-Man performance review and tell me I have an ax to grind in some manner. Like it's just not true, you know? <laughs> yep. Right. Completely so, right. Uh, yeah. So youtube.com slash that's channel for my personal stuff. Check me out every week on unlocked uh, youtube.com slash IGN games. If you like to watch on YouTube, I'm on unlocked every Tuesday and uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that uh, a live reaction sort of thing well we'll be doing the the pre-show and the post-show that's how we do it over on ign Mm -hmm. for the anniversary event next week awesome yeah i think we're probably doing something similar so i won't be able to tune in but that's okay you know fight amongst both up yeah yeah both screens do your audio (laughs) um but destin seriously thank you ever so much i know you're super busy thanks thanks for coming on mate you jumping on with us and hanging out with the community i hope you had fun Oh, um, it it's fun, not yeah. it's not often like other podcasts. Some of them are very structured and we were a little bit more freeform. So no, it was I nice. had a good time. It was Excellent. really nice. Thank you for having me. I'll and thanks, now, thanks for joining the Discord too. Yeah, yeah, of course. And thank you everybody in chat for just being so nice and uh, mm. uh, welcoming and you for being great hosts. Uh, I'll see you soon. No problem. Thanks, Destin. No worries, mate. Right, Take care. Oh, I love streaming. I love it, it wasn't Destin and, great. I hope, I hope everybody yeah, that's watching enjoyed hanging out with destin today that was really really cool um and props props to him for for being able to take the time out to uh, jump on the show that was that was great was lots of good insight and conversation there as well yeah um, like i said i felt bad i i harassed him a lot 
to get him on and i felt bad for doing so but no he was great he was really really good really really cool um so yeah he's he's gone gone to be a dad again um so we've got a few more community questions which we'll try and hop through a lot more community questions so uh if you're still hanging out chat stick around we'll get through these and then we'll let you all go home and and do things but yeah what have we got next nick oh boy okay where are we frank ortiz nick this question is really for you. This is okay. So Frank made a thread on the forum, and this uh-huh. is effectively his thread in community question form. Interesting. Okay. Perhaps perhaps the new Killer Instinct is being made by a studio in Zenimax or even within Xbox Game Studios. Wait, let me explain. When Max was on last week, he said to go and watch the whole back to block documentary on how Killer Instinct got made. Over the course of the film you got to see all of the core people responsible for the game. Every person who was involved internally at Xbox that oversaw development of Killer Instinct are still at Xbox via LinkedIn. Ken Lobb, Ernest Jung, um, Adam Eisgreen, James Goddard, all still at Xbox. And every member of the core Double Helix team is still within driving distance of the San Diego area of California. Brandon, Brandon Misak, lead programmer at Blizzard, Michael Willett, lead producer, still at Amazon. However, John Batista, who was the gameplay director, is at Zenimax Online New Studio in, you guessed it, San Diego. Maybe there is a reunion party happening at Zenimax San Diego, and very early pre-production has started with John Batista. Now, that's just one part. <laughs> Another thing constantly being mentioned during the documentary are the ideal skills needed to make a fighting game. You need to have a profound understanding of how to animate the player model with smooth transitions and how to develop a unique melee system with a core foundation of countering. That sounds like very much like Ninja Theory. It's not completely insane, is it? The first game they ever made was Kung Fu Chaos, which was a 3D platform fighter type thing. The last game they made was Bleeding Edge, another fighting game before moving on to Project Mara and Hellblade. Be well, gentlemen. Nick, you are very right that June was just a meh movie. Nowhere near as good as Blade Runner 2049. Sorry, John. P.S. If June gets nominated for Best Picture, whereas Blade Runner did not, all critics from this day onwards deserve <laughs> deserve gonorrhea. Uh, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. Blade Runner 2049 should have been nominated uh, and it's shocking that it wasn't. Um, I think June has a lot of history behind it. And if you're not a fan of the books and grew up with them, yeah, it might hit you as a math film. Really, it's a prelude to what should be a very incredible sequel. So It was hey, definitely uh, a two and a half hour setup. Yeah. And hey, you know, fair, fair play. I just think from a pure cinematography and what it set out to do, it was an incredible piece of cinema. Um, but Blade Runner 2049 is fantastic. And you're not going to get any arguments from me. What? Haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, and I started watching the original Blade Runner and fell asleep. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but I didn't watch Blade Runner back when it came out. I watched it like a couple of years ago. Yeah, you should watch Blade and... Runner, the original, and then watch the sequel for sure. The sequel is one I want to watch. Recommend. I want to watch 2049. Yeah, uh, really as the Killer Instinct, Frank, I said in your thread, mate, and I'm going to say it here, I love your theory. I love it. I really, really do. It's a cool theory, but I'm quite confident Killer Instinct's not being made at Zenimax. Um, Like the information I was given about Killer Instinct, I was given some info around where the game is potentially being made, but there's nothing concrete, which is why I'm not saying anything. 
and which is why I wish I hadn't said anything about bully. <laughs> I need to stop saying stuff when I'm half asleep and not thinking properly because it comes back and it gets me in trouble. Um, do, you, do you want to talk about it? I don't know. I just, I wish I hadn't said anything. I wish I just, for t- like I've, I've, been, I've been getting DMs about Bully 2 for two years next month. The very first DM I ever got about Bully 2 was December 2019. And I've said nothing about it because none of the information I ever got was concrete. And there's actually a DM sitting in my OneNote from May 2020 where they said, you can say Bully 2 is happening. And I said nothing. I forgot about it because at the time I got three rumors in one hit and the one I said was Final Fantasy 16. Do you remember that show with Charisma? Yeah. Where I talked about Final Fantasy 16 and how it's going to be announced at Sony's show, but it might be exclusive, which it turned out it was. Um I also got two other rumors for that same show and I was like, you know what? I'll spread them out. And I completely forgot about Bully. Totally forgot about it. And you know what? I let it go after that. And then I got a DM later saying, I think Bully's been cancelled. And that was December last year that I got that DM. And again, I said nothing. I said nothing. And then when I woke up to that rock star, the take two financial stuff and someone pointed out to me that, 53 million million. on a cancelled game. I was like, oh, in my head, in my stupid half-asleep head, I was like, oh, maybe that's Bully. Maybe, because I had been told that I think Bully's been cancelled. So I was like, oh, maybe that's Bully. And like an idiot, I put it on Twitter, thinking it was going to come out the way it was in my head. All of a sudden, I was confirming that Bully's been cancelled and this is the game that rocks that take two is talking about and i was like i just didn't it was a brain fade that i paid for severely because then jason schreier like talked about how this is false and i was in a dm with jason about that everyone took jason saying this is false as me saying me being a liar yeah the word false like this is incorrect or this is this is again i spoke to jason about this in a DM, and I, I'm hoping he won't, because I'm not saying anything bad or anything. His intention wasn't to seem like he was calling me a liar. He was just saying that take two cancelled game is not bully. Yeah. That's the part he was saying is false. Um, and he gave me some advice. He was even nice enough to give me advice and say, dude, you just got to watch what you're saying because what you're saying isn't being taken the way you mean it. And he linked me to an article. An article was written saying that Bully 2 has been cancelled. This guy's saying Bully 2 is cancelled. He's like, people aren't taking your words the way you think they're being taken. So my only advice is just be careful with what you're saying, which was appropriate. Like, yeah, he wasn't saying anything bad. Yeah, but yeah. The, the this is false thing, it wasn't him saying, hey, Nick's a liar. It was him saying, hey, no, 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 this cancelled game's not Bully 2. Like this take two reported cancelled game is not bully two. Um so lesson learned on that one. Yeah. Uh I've just got to be more careful yeah. about what I say and how I say it. That means less problem- rumor mills for everyone. Yeah. I just again, two years I've said nothing. Why the hell did I open my mouth? Two yeah. years I've said nothing. That'll um be- yeah. But anyway, what do you do? What do you what do you do? do? Uh, okay, next. Morventus. Uh, 
I'll continue giving two questions and the choice between either or both. First question, while Microsoft or any streaming service needs IPs that are varied and it's good to talk about what IPs would be a good fit for Game Pass, it seems a lot of people in the gaming community want company X to buy Y so that they can resurrect old dormant IP. What makes us think Microsoft could do this? They are currently sitting on loads of great dormant IP. Uh, so what's the question? What makes us think Microsoft would do this? Yeah, I, th- I think what, he, what he's saying is, you know, there's there's plenty of IP in Microsoft's coffers. Why would they buy a company just to resurrect someone else's old IP? Um, well, because like we found out with Rare, Red don't want to touch their old IP. So sometimes they get others to do it. Yeah. And you get nice little poetic justices. I don't know if that's even the right way to say it. Like now they own the studios that own Fallout but develop New Vegas. Yeah. So that provides an opportunity for them to do something with New Vegas because they've got Obsidian and Bethesda. Like there's nice little, you know, they've got a relationship with Sega and they own Obsidian that did Alpha Protocol. Maybe there's an opportunity there with Alpha Protocol. Um, Yeah, I mean... But I agree with Morphemphis that Microsoft aren't utilising their wealth of IP as much as they could. I mean, Sony are taking advantage of that. Nintendo consistently take advantage of that. Nostalgia is a thing. Um, And it's something, as gross as this sounds, it's something you can monetize Um, because people love their nostalgia. I'm an idiot that would buy Punch-Out! Wii HD if they made it. (laughs) <laughs> if that became a thing, I would give Nintendo my money for it. Yeah. And all would. they'd have to do is make a HD version of a Wii game. Um, you know, it is what it is. Second, what is your favorite little known dormant IP? One of the one of the mine's rel- one of mine. Sorry, the way this is typed, there's no space and yeah. One of mine's relics impossible creatures was a fun and zany RTS game. Hmm. Uh, I think I've already said it on this podcast. It'd be it'd be Mac Assault. Um, Chrome Hounds is a distinct, you know, joint first, I suppose. But something mech based that isn't a bloody Gundam game. All right. I want big, hunky, chunky mechs, not little anime mechs. I want big, realisticy mechs. Yeah. From Microsoft, mine's yeah. Jetforce Gemini. Yeah. You. If it's Microsoft and if it's anyone, then it's Punch Out. Power Stone. Oh, yeah. But well, yeah, if it's anyone, Power Stone, Maximo, um, Golden Axe, Salted Beast. Oh, man. You know, I was, I, I used the Cinden Light Gun the other day. Oh, is it good? Yeah. And I was in Virtual Cop too. I'm jealous. It's pretty cool. I'm jealous. It's pretty cool. I, I, I think I need to get one. I think I need to get one and play all those Seagull like gun games. It's cool. Yeah, I want one. Okay. Next. Oh, let me get this out. Let me get this out. I love that it's just always yeah. there on standby. Yeah, I get it ready in the morning. When I get up in the morning, I grab it and bring it down with me. I might have to edit out that video in the background. That big white flash when the Xbox appears is quite distracting. Yeah. I was going to do this when Destin was on, but yeah, he was time limited and, you know. Yeah. Okay. You'd set a good half hour aside for Keras's corner. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yes, 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 your little podcast. Hello, I guess. I am busy playing Forza. I don't have time to create whimsical content for you. On that topic, everyone give Keras's non-anime, non-energy drink, non-Halo designs in Forza alike. Yeah, she did a cool rainbow one, I think. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's like rainbow thing all over the car. It looked pretty cool. Also, congrats Phantom Fox and Dio Game on winning the birthday giveaway. There was too many great stories to only award one winner, so we had two winners and lots of losers. Nice. So a question. Hmm. I am only half listening to the Forza Horizon 5 soundtrack since I usually have something on my Sonos while I play. Get Lucky by Daft Punk was playing as I bombed around the jungle at night, seeing the ruins lit up all pretty. If the lyrics are to be believed, young Pharrell Williams is up all night to get lucky. And it occurred to me, as potentially the oldest member of the Xbox Zero community, being up all night for any reason, especially to get lucky, even if it sounds appealing, is often not, is often the furthest thing from my mind. Panel, how late would you consider staying up to get lucky? I must say, if it is much, if it's much later than Corey, then Keras is already half asleep. Buenos noches. So, so for reference, Wait. Corey oh, is okay. about eight p.m. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Um, edit. I also have another question based on Barbarella, which I wanted to ask, and I fear it's too much. Please remind me next week. That gives you all a chance to watch in preparation. Okay. How so? How late would I stay up to get to lucky? get lucky all night? Yeah, I'd stay I'm up all ashamed. night. I'm or, not ashamed to say that as well. Or yeah. I'd get up in the middle of the night. I don't yeah. care. I'll be woken up for that. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in alignment with you, bro. I'm, I'm there. You, you want to wake me up for that? I'm not going to say no. Yep, no complaints. He's right. He's right, and I think that's probably the answer from. Okay. All of us. <laughs> I, I'm. You know. <laughs> I don't know. What can I say? I, I'm yeah. not going to say no. Uh, Gecko Gamer with a super chat. The only big publisher who really underutilized their IPs, Activision. The company exists since the Atari days, but only makes COD. That's that is full on. I'm surprised not many, not more people question why a publisher as big as Activision effectively makes one game. Yeah, they are just one. A terrible. That publisher. is staggering. That is staggering. Like even EA. Like people want to dump on EA. At least EA puts out stuff. They don't just put out sports titles. They put out stuff. One of their games is in the running for Game of the Year, which we forgot to mention. It Takes Two. Oh, like, God. Yeah, we forgot It Takes Two. We did. Like, EA at least puts out stuff, and they try stuff. They even brought us back Mirror's Edge, which we were all crying for. They didn't do it properly, but they still brought it back. Activision is just like, we're either doing COD or we're milking something old. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. When was the last time? And again, answer I'm asking in earnest because I, I don't know. When was the last time Activision put out just some new IP thing to try Destiny. something new? Destiny 2013. Was that Activision's though? They published it. That you're asking if Activision okay. publisher, when was the last time they no, published it? No, 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 no. Hold on. Sorry. Let me be more specific if we're gonna play that game. Yeah, but even Sekiro, like Sekiro and Destiny were both things that those developers were going to make. They just found a publisher for them. I'm talking, so their internal when was studios. the last time? Yes, when was the last time an internal studio at Activision, no, 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 Crash Bandicoot 4 is not a new IP. When was the last time an internal studio at Activision, High Moon, Raven, 
da 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 did something that wasn't licensed, you know, because High Moon did Transformers, Raven did Wolverine. When was the last time an internal studio at Activision was just allowed to make a new game, a new IP, some brand new thing to try out and create a franchise for Activision? When was the last time? I think it was Transformers back. But that's licensed. That's licensed. God. It's Transformers. So it's obviously a licensed thing, and which Activision does a lot. They did it with Marvel. They've done it with... When was the last time they just did something new? EA did Mirror's Edge. EA did Mirror's Edge. Um, EA did... What was that other one? Do we count Blizzard games like Overwatch? Because that's technically were, Activision. Were they, under Activision with, were they under Activision with Overwatch? Had that merge happened yet? Not sure. Yeah. I don't wow. know. But the fact I'm just that saying, I can't like, think of anything off the top of my head is... In, in the end, oh, Singularity in 2010 by Raven. And then when that didn't do well, they became a COD support studio. <laughs> so, so there you go. Like... It, to me, it's bonkers that a, that a publisher as big as Activision just does basically nothing new. Yeah, the chat is telling us that the merger the merger did happen, uh, and then they released Overwatch. So technically, Overwatch. But yeah, Blur 2010. What a travesty! It was a really great game if you've never played it. Mm. But biz- and Bizarre is now gone. Shocking. Bizarre is now gone. Should have gone to Microsoft. Bizarre. They should have, and they, they could have been making Project continue. Gotham Racing. Couldn't they? I still, yeah, I, I still think that oh, there's a lot of missed opportunities. Like I could, we could do an entire episode about acquisitions and missed opportunities, like buying Bioware and oh man, so many. Okay, uh, next question. Kraken fifty six. To no one's surprise, Forza Horizon five is a critical success. I am excited to see what Playground does with Fable. It has been four years since they started the second team hiring top talent from the industry like Rockstar, Rocksteady, and Ubisoft, just to name a few. They are hiring a big team and investing a lot. Xbox wants this to be a flagship title and are investing accordingly. I think it will capture a lot of attention from people who aren't invested in Xbox like most of us are. I hope they can nail the combat and create good side quests that engross you in a beautiful open world while still keeping the Fable charm. I have a couple of questions. What year do you think it will release? 2024, I reckon. 2023 fall at the earliest. 2023 fall. But I think 2024 in the end, but possible 2023 fall. Um, When and where will we see gameplay? Maybe Game Awards? You don't think maybe the Game Awards this year is possible? What, for Fable? Yeah. Uh, gameplay. I reckon, like, I, reckon, yeah. I reckon we'll get a teaser, an in-engine teaser this time. I don't think we'll see gameplay. That's that's an E3 okay. thing. Fair enough. Um, what can Playground do to make the Fable IP modern and successful? Hmm. I don't know please. if I want them to, to do the modern thing, as in make sure that it's padded out and have, I don't know, whatever microtransactions. And I don't know if I want them to do that, honestly. Let yeah. them, let it be Fable. Just let it be Fable 1, but now. 
Like, yeah, we'll see. Do I mean, what Halo's doing, the spiritual reboot theme, but then Halo is taking on a lot of the modern stuff, so... Yeah, yeah I'm sure know. I'm sure we'll see interesting things. Playground, you, you can't sleep on Playground. They've made that very evident. And I get it, it's a different team, but it's still got a lot of the same leadership team. It's going to be a good game. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'd be surprised if Fable is not a decent quality game. Yeah. <laughs> At sure. the least, a for decent sure. quality game. Yes, people are rightly concerned that a studio that only makes racing games is now doing a third-person RPG, action RPG, whatever you want to call it. But talent is talent is talent in the end. Um, and, and I believe they've hired appropriately for this game. So, yes, rightly, they understood that racing is their lane, pardon the pun, but they have hired for an action RPG. They've hired combat designers from studios that make those types of games. They've hired narrative people from studios that do that. They've hired... So, I mean, I'd like to believe that Playground know what they're doing and they've probably earned the benefit of the doubt to be given a chance to show that they're just a great studio full stop, I think. Yeah. But, we'll yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um... Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Commander Buck. Hi, Nick, John, and Destin. Destin has left, but that's okay. Uh, first, congrats on reaching 10K. Thank you very much. I'm really proud of the work you have all done. My question is, when does holiday season start for you all? Uh, December the 9th. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the official thing, but I guess December for yeah, us. I, I, I think if 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 he's referencing Xbox era as a whole, um we will we'll get halo done um we'll get anything else in early december done and then you know you owe me a halo code <laughs> you owe me a halo code you you broke my streak of owning forza horizon games bro you broke my streak you offered i even said are you sure man like I, honestly i'm not that bad and you were like no i was like last chance you were Whatever. like no you Actually, you know who you that. should really be thanking for that code? You know who you should really be thanking for that code? No, Jesse is who you oh. should really be thanking for that code. Because if he hadn't brought you up, I would have just kept the code for myself. Ah, well, you know, like, oh, make another video. John, John really wants it, you know, and this, that, the other. And I'm like, Ugh. I was working on the video. <sighs> I was working on a video and bless Jesse. He was trying to capture clips for me, but you know, I, I was like, I really want to be specific with it, but because I didn't have it, I couldn't do it. And he was already flat out trying to get the review done. So yeah, your your code helped make another successful video for the Xbox Zero channel. So your sacrifice was not in vain. Um, but yeah, to, to the broader question of Xbox Zero and you know, the team will stick around because we're all nerds and you know, we'll be online, we'll be in the forums, but uh, I think Everybody in this team, all of the hard work over this year, all deserve to, frankly, take some time off and just play, just play for fun. No one's, no one's going to be stopped if they want to stream, if they want to do X, Y, and Z. But yeah, once all the big games are out, it, it, you know, we'll 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 be taking it easy till January, and then we'll do some game of the year fun stuff, and we'll do you know game of the year voting and stuff like that. The community will be able to vote. We have a really great platform thing in the background that does a year in review on the forums yeah, give yeah. Us 
the wall of shame across the forums. Who's been the worst poster and the most talked about, the most ignored, oh. all of those fun things. So it's going to be a good you, time. Speaking of walls of shame, can I go off on a tangent? You can go off on a tangent, my man. One, one of my Rocket League mates just gave me, I don't know where he got him, but he got my stats for Rocket League. <laughs> I'm in the top 0.8% for wins. Wow. I'm in the top 1.1% for goals. I'm in the top 0.03% for assists. That's why I call myself the Pastronaut in Rocket League. I'm in the top 1.3% for MVPs. I'm in the top 0.7% for shots, 06 for saves, and top 1% for TRN score. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I play a lot of Rocket League. I play a lot. Clearly. Clearly. A lot of Rocket League to the point where I basically bought a Series X just to play Rocket League at 120. Like that's that's effectively all I did. Wow. There you go. Oh, man. Got myself a BMW. As I said, you know, I've wanted a BMW my whole life. It's been my dream since I was a teenager to have a BMW. And I got one the only way I could afford how in Rocket League. It's funny. Major Nelson did a giveaway of Forza Horizon 5 and he said, you know, free code Friday that he does? And he said, what's your dream car and where would you drive it? And I replied saying, my dream car is the 1994 BMW 850i. It's like probably the most timeless car design of all time. It is a car that was designed in 1990 and still looks good today, 30 years later. Albert Pinello replied to me, and he goes, hey, I've got a BMW 840i and I've wow. got the 850 diff on it and blah, blah. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous of you. And then we got into a DM on Twitter and he's a car collector and he's got Beamers and this. Oh, it was wow. so cool. We'll have to get him on. It'd be great to have him on the show. I, I, try, I, I messaged him back in June. I'm like, oh, okay. we want you on the podcast. He's like, I can't right now. Blah, blah. I will keep trying to get him on. He's in the Discord. He yeah. is in the Discord. Um. I'll keep trying to get him on. I love Albert. Albert's yeah, very nice cool. And he nice also guy. knows what it is to get in trouble for saying stuff <laughs> and to have those things held against you for like 73 years. Yeah, he does know. He does know. He does. Okay. Uh, that was a tangent and a half. I'm going to hate doing these timestamps. Yeah. Uh, Frank Ortiz has another question. Sorry, I know that I've already gone and you will probably be getting questions up the wazoo about this but i wanted to point out one thing written in the press release for the sega xbox alliance in the very last sentence it states microsoft and sega have agreed in principle a strategic alliance that part stood out as it was in principle does this mean their relationship has gotten to a point where the two parties possibly did not even write up a contract or sign documents was it simply a handshake or verbal agreement that we will try this new venture out and see where it may go i think something like this has to have paperwork um Yeah, I think an agreement in principle is a legal term. Yeah, I, I I didn't want to say anything before, but I still think this is more than people think it is. I, I, again, personally, I, I don't know anything. I legitimately don't know anything. I got, like I said, I think I said on air, I got told months ago there's something going on between Sega and Microsoft. Clearly, that's what this was. I still think this might be a step towards something more. I said this on Boom's podcast and I'll say it again here. I would be personally surprised. This is just me talking now. 
I would be personally surprised if Sega aren't acquired by Microsoft within the next five years. I would be surprised. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. But I would personally be surprised. Sega have been, like, look at everything that's been happening. The Game Pass deal. Sega's been shedding a lot of businesses to lean themselves up. Then you've got this deal that's happened, which is all about Sega seemingly using Microsoft's platforms and tools to develop big games at scale. It just feels like this just continues to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And it's probably building towards something. Can you, you know, that's going to get screen grabbed now and it's going to end up in articles when it's not what I'm trying to say. Um, He's gone out with a question mark on it. Um, yeah, I agree. Oh, I don't know. It's, the the yeah. nearest term I can think of is when you get a mortgage in the UK, you know, when you go to the lender and you say, I want to buy this house and I have this much money. And they say, okay, we'll do the math. Okay, yes, you have an agreement in principle. Here it is in writing. We agree that if you apply, this is what we'll offer you. So mm. that's the basis of my understanding of that phrase. But, you know, I'm sure Hoeg Law has probably done a video on it. So maybe go check out his channel. I'm Did sure you say he's done something. Hogue, Hogue, yeah, sorry. It's Hogue. It's it's coming up to one a.m. I, I brain slipped. Um, I'm still. I, I'm always going to pronounce it Sega. Yeah, I'm always going to pronounce at me it Sega. For pronouncing Hogue, and and it's natural to me because you know, for example, everyone says beta when it's beta, right? But if you think about the spelling, it's very similar: B-E-T-A, S-E-G-A. So if sure. I've always said beta my hot life, naturally I'm going to say Sega. True, but um, if you're also a Sega fanboy that grew up on the consoles and Sega. every game doing that. I know, I know, I know. I'm yeah. still going to say Sega. I don't care. Okay, okay. I acknowledge, at least I acknowledge that I'm saying it different to how the company itself pronounces it. True. Yes, you are. I acknowledge that. I fully acknowledge it, and I'm not going to change. I'm going to okay. keep calling it Sega. Okay. Okay. I, I can't, I can't, I physically can't bring myself to say Sega. I just yeah, can't. It's, it's a thing. I can't do it. made it a thing. It's okay. It hurts. It hurts me. It physically hurts me to say Sega. It's too odd. I've been saying Sega for 40 years. I'm not going to suddenly just be like, okay, Sega. No, it's Sega. Yeah. It's always going to be Sega to me. I noticed that MVG has tried to start saying Sega because he also used to say Sega. <laughs> and ever since we brought it up on the podcast, I've noticed him now saying Sega. Amazing. Maybe it's that. a Melbourne thing. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's definitely an Australian thing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, next, Dirty Flint. Sorry, guys. Too busy playing Forza to write a question. Can you guys just make engine noises for a second instead? Hey, what was that? Where'd that come from? Oh, did you have that ready? I should have had Rocket League ready. There's heaps of engine sounds in Rocket League. Yeah. Heaps of them. I thought that'd be more fun. Um, <laughs> Big Glow 25. Hello, guys. Hey, fellas. Do you think the Xbox anniversary has a few surprises, like not new announcements, but a re-reveal of a game they have announced before? Yeah, we kind of covered that. Yeah, I, know. I wanted to talk more about it, though. But I felt weird getting into rumor stuff and stuff I've heard with Destin here. So I tried to avoid it. Um, I don't know. Like, I... I don't know if they'll do new stuff. I don't think they'll be, because in the end, it's about looking back. So why would they do new stuff? Like, to, if, if it's all about looking back, 
Uh, having said that, though, something I've heard isn't about looking back. Uh, you can spin anything, yeah? You can spin anything however you want to spin it. So, like I think, was it you or Destin that alluded to it? You can, you can, for example, show new Fable and say, you know, Fable has a storied history with Xbox. Here's a little bit on the new one. Yeah. So yeah. I guess you can spin it that way if you want to. Yeah. 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 Do, do you want to... Uh, um, go on. What? Nothing. Oh, go on. It's fine. It's a different say? subject. It's a different subject. It's fine. Oh, oh look, I, I think there'll be some, potentially be surprises in terms of stuff that people aren't expecting to see there. Yeah. I think. And I think that there's stuff that they're probably trying to get done in time for it. Well, wow. like I know Destin said, scramble, scramble, scramble. But it's not scrambling per se. It's more there is probably stuff they would like to be able to show or announce or say, but it's reliant on something. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I know, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But on that on that topic, I've just been given a DM. I know, guys, right? That's usually oh, okay. Nick's line. I've yeah, just it is. A DM. One of the team, one of our news hounds, has just found a little scoop, and I'm sure they'll put the article out on Xbox Zero shortly. But Arc Arcs Fatalis from Arcane Studios, which was an mm. old game from back in 2002, has just appeared as rated for Xbox in Brazil. He's just discovered. That. Is that backwards on the backwards compatible list? Um, isn't that interesting? Maybe we wasn't Arx ruined... Fatalis part of that list that came out? Possibly, but it's just appeared on the on the rating sheet, so it lends further weight to it. But I can't yeah. remember that. I can't. I have to look at that list now. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But I thought Arx Fatalis was part of it. I thought. I know there was Gun Valkyrie. Yes, uh, Gun Valkyrie. I'm happy to pronounce properly. Um, oh no, Advent Rising was the one I was thinking of. Uh. Not not Arx Fatalis. The the list, the list that I was referring to that True Achievements came out with was Dead or Alive Three, Dead or Alive Ultimate, Advent Rising, Chicken Little, Full Spectrum Warrior Two, Gladius, and Gunvar. You know what? Chicken Little is what makes me think it's legit. Yeah, because rather than just being a list of games that everyone wants, it's got Chicken Little on it. Yeah, that's the part that makes me think it's real. But even if that list is real, I doubt that's it. There'd be others like. I reckon, and and I reckon they've been trying to build up that list of games for that anniversary stream. You can't just have like five or six games. Like it's got to be a big list, surely. You're muted. Oh, sorry. I was saying I agree. It's got to be a big chunky list. Yeah, um, especially just... OG. Especially OG. You've got to celebrate it. That's the whole point of the show. Um, but interestingly, yep. I was just I was just scanning through the chat. And I just saw from Jeff acquisitions for the twentieth anniversary event. Yay or nay? Maybe that's one of the things they're trying to get done. Maybe. Like, and again, when when I started talking about how you can spin things, because why would you do an an acquisition? Why would you announce an acquisition at an event that's supposed to be a look back at the history of Xbox? But again, you can spin it however you want. Xbox has had a long storied history with developer X and they made this game for us and they made this game for us. Now we'd love to welcome them to the family of Xbox game studios, blah, 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 blah. You can spin it however the hell you want it. Um, so maybe that's one of the things they want to get done for 
the anniversary stream. Maybe there's an acquisition they've been working on for a while and they're hoping to have it done you before. Know, you know, you, we were talking about headlines and not wanting to... Oh, but, oh come on. That's not a headline. They'll, I'm they'll saying. Like, they'll find a oh, way come to on. a headline. That's, that's not a... I'm, you know I'm saying like... works. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Surely not. I'm just saying like... Someone asked an acquisition, and I'm saying, what if that's like, what if that's a thing they want to get done beforehand? I don't yeah. know. I'm just Bruno's saying, in the like, chat, he's he's saying the OG publisher of Arx Fatalis was later acquired by the now parent company of THQ Nordic, which has seven OG Xbox games that are backwards compatible. Is there a relationship hmm. there? Yeah, but that's what happens. Like with these, like I said, with the backwards compatible things, it's not about the technical capability. It's all yeah. licensing, yeah. all of it. It's all licensing. And does this publisher still exist? Does this, this developer exist? Does the music that's on stage three, what is the the band that did it still in existence? Do we have to talk to them? Like, it's crazy. I mean, look at Alan Wake Remastered. It all had to get removed. Duracell batteries, um, this, that, the other. All that stuff had to get removed from the game. Like, yeah. licensing causes a problem. Um, so that's most of this, and that's why I'm surprised that a lot of the BC games that theoretically shouldn't have problems aren't there. Like Sega Soccer Slam, the developer still exists. Yes, they are now owned by Nintendo, but yeah, that shouldn't be an issue. Um, it's published by Sega, who they've got the relationship with. There's no licensed stuff in the game, and it's backwards compatible on 360. So it's just I don't know. It's odd. We'll there see. are some games that are odd to me that they're not there yet. But hopefully a lot of them will come. You know, a lot of people are asking for Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah. That's another one of those games where I'm surprised it's not there yet. But maybe there's music issues there. I don't know. Maybe that will change next Monday after next. So not just hopefully. coming. Because I know a lot of people are asking for Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah, for sure. Um, Philaxis. Morning, John, Nick, and Destin. Since it's Forza Horizon 5 week, I figured a question around that would be ideal. I'm having a pla I'm having a blast hooning around Mexico, and I can't help but wonder what Playground Games have in the works for the two expansions. From past expansions, they do go all out on another large map area and always pack with content. Hot Wheels expansion was a surprise standout for me. So that brings me to my question. What would you guys like to see in a Forza Horizon 5 expansion? Bonus question, what car from Forza Horizon 5 would the cast members of friends drive a beige volvo um well uh joey would drive a porsche <laughs> it's porsche ross yeah uh ross would drive the um what was it the convertible yeah it was like a roadster or something wasn't it yeah that got stuck between the two cars that they had to try and get out and the austin powers that just trying yeah. to ask them powers it out of the Phoebe would have an old school 1950s yellow cab. Yeah, she'd have a beat up old yellow cab. Rachel would have like a Merc. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, I don't uh, know expansions for the horizon. I have no idea. Um, you know what I want? Scratch the surface of the world. So I, I don't. The Hot Wheels know. one was so good. That Hot I, Wheels I, one was not been so good. Me. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing, that Hot Wheels one. The Lego one was, eh, it was okay. Um, for me, I want a Rocket League crossover. <laughs> Serious? Have a Rocket League crossover. 
and you drive those proper cars into a giant soccer stadium and they've got the stadium in the game boot a ball around and yeah you're in mexico just yeah do a rocket league crossover i reckon that'd be cool that's mine rocket league that's my one have we missed any super chats we have uh yes we missed uh gecko gamer yep if if ultima rebooted how would it look like i never played ultima so i can't comment yeah like i know what ultima is but uh i I wasn't a fan did not grow up on ultima i'm sorry to say gecko um it would look like an mmo it would look like those standard mmo final fantasy fantasy star type of thing wouldn't it yeah isn't that effectively what ultima was the precursor to yeah, it wouldn't be like the um it wouldn't be like this graphical or singing or dancing thing. Um no. But I, I don't know enough about Ultima to really give you a good answer. I'm sorry to say, Gecko. I never played um, Ultima, unfortunately. So I don't know. I assume it would be my time. Yeah, I assume it would be like an online MMO action RPG thing, is my yeah. guess. They'd probably ruin it, is is real answer. Uh, for ultimate fans. EA owns that IP, do they not? I believe it's EA, but I could be wrong on that one. Again, I don't know enough about Ultima. Uh, Faisal, finally caught up. Who are these deep voice, non chipmunk sounding, normal speed talking panel members? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That would be weird. Uh, oh, okay. Creak your legs. Hello, lads. As I was lathering myself in the shower to last week's podcast talking about Killer Instinct and free-to-play games, I started zoning out to six dulcet tones, and it got me thinking about how sometimes as great of a deal as Game Pass is, it feels like sometimes Xbox and Game Pass don't mesh as well as they should. So how do we not have more expansions or story DLC available from first party for Game Pass Ultimate members like Gears 5 Hive Busters? Uh, It would probably make people stay subscribed or resub, I would think. I agree. I thought they were going to start doing that because they did it with Gears 5, <clears throat> I want to say, or 4. Yeah. Was it 5 or 4? Uh, I, I would say. Where this. Ultimate subscribers got the Ultimate Edition of Gears. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they it was experimented five. It was five. with it. It was Gears 5. But um, yes. I, I think on the wider topic of why don't we get more of these kind of short and sweet packs like these additions these expansions we should i agree we should but i I would just carefully remind people of half-life episode one and two and how scope creep and technology and you know motion capture and doing all of these cool things to get it up to the level that people want and demand uh, they can't they can't make it fast enough to get it to you they have to content plan this stuff and have it pretty much ready before the game's even out and then they'll time it and that's the only way you're really going to get this stuff is to have it planned from day one um mm. i just don't think there's a world where games can be made fast enough unless you're killing your developers which i don't think microsoft wants to do i don't really? disagree though. i would love to see more stuff like that but i just yeah i just don't think that it's easy enough it's very easy to say not so easy to actually do mm. okay Next part, also with backwards compatibility rumored to return, it's also worth noting that over 75 titles I counted on the store have been delisted from the program. 20 plus were Xbox exclusives, including the entire Halo franchise on 360 and OG Xbox, which I don't understand why they would do that to the old Halo games. I agree. 
People keep telling me it's because they are shutting the online off or because they want you to play MCC, but the single player exists. Those are still original versions of those games, and MCC came out nearly two years before the BC was even a thing, which is what I said uh, on Xbox One to play those old games. It doesn't even hurt them to just let those games exist on the store for $10 each with the disclaimer that only the single player and local co-op can be played. It just feels counter to the whole game preservation narrative, in my opinion. I'm going to go draw a bubble bath and uh, pout now over this thing. I'll probably forget about later. Anyways, cheers to you, lovely lads. This is what I said. Yeah. They talked about Halo 1 and 2 being BC after Master Chief Collection had been announced and I think even released. Like, there's no excuse. Like, Halo 1 especially doesn't yeah. have online, so there's no OG Xbox Live to worry about. What does it hurt? It's not like there's this swathe of people that are going to abandon Master Chief Collection to go play OG Halo CE. Like you say that. And it's a way it's a way to get some easy quick money out of people. They'll just go and buy it for five, ten bucks just to have it. Yeah. I mean, I've already got it, I think, digitally on same 360. Yeah. So that would become backwards compatible and it would appear in my games list. But there's a bunch of people that would just buy it for the sake of completion to have the entire Halo collection on their Xbox platform. Like, yeah. why not? I why just, not? I think it's just it's just one of those things. Maybe I don't just I don't disagree with any of the points made. I just you know it's it's just I guess it, for me personally it's just not it's not that big a deal. It's not on my list. But Halo Anniversary me. Halo Anniversary on 360 is backwards compatible. And they're not yeah. worried about that taking people away from Master Chief Collection because it's on Master Chief Collection. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I there's don't know li- there is literally, literally no reason for the original CE. You could potentially argue with Halo 2 that it's got the online portion to it and that's shut down so they don't want it there. Maybe you could argue that. And the license the CE that- they're not allowed to use anymore because it was replaced C- in MCC. CE doesn't have that excuse though. No, CE should be backwards compatible. There's no excuse. Hmm. And Fable. Why is it Fable backwards compatible? Like, it's just... Maybe there's a technical reason, right? Maybe it will be come two weeks from now. Doubt it. We'll find out. It's backwards compatible on 360. I just... I don't know. It's just, to me, given, given Microsoft's goals, given their ethos, given their principles, given all of those things... To me, you'd think they would be making an effort to get as many backwards compatible games out there as physically possible. Because to me, when you trumpet stuff like, oh, play four generations of Xbox games on this one platform, blah, 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 and then you go and look at OG Xbox and it's like 40 games. It's like, oh, come on. Like, that's get more games on there. Like, at least with 360, yes, there's a few games that people would love to have, but on the whole, they've got like five, 600 backwards compatible 360 games. That's a pretty decent pile. At least get OG Xbox to 100 and cover your major games that everyone bought and loved that aren't licensing nightmares. I think Do you know what I mean? something like 687 original Xbox games. Wasn't it closer to 1,000? I don't know. I might be wrong. But there's a lot. But if you, but the funny thing is, if you see the list of backwards compatible OG games on 360, it's massive. Oh god, yeah, it's actually massive. It's much larger like it's, than. Uh, yeah, I think that's an architecture thing as well. So I think maybe there is a technical reason, but 
what do i know man but there's 360 but there is 360 hooks built into like the xbox one's apu so it still shouldn't have been an issue it still has to be licensing it's got to be something i don't know I don't know. I, I personally think they should be pushing way more OG Xbox games to backwards compatibility. At the very least, target your big name stuff. Dead or Alive. Imagine being able to say that you are the only platform that has the entire Dead or Alive series. One, two, three, four, five, six. Imagine that. That like This comes back to that stuff I say all the time. Be the home of something. Yeah. Hey, we're the home of every Dead or Alive game, every Halo game, every Gears game, every Splinter Cell game, every Fable game, every, um, I don't know, uh, what's what's another franchise that basically got the entirety of an Xbox? Doom, um, Wolfenstein. Elder Scrolls. Like, yeah, you, you can say we are the home of franchises. Like we, we are the only platform that can give you even the original game. That's from 1996. Like, we are the only platform that can do that. That's something they should be leaning into. Yeah. I don't disagree. I do not disagree. But You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they need to do that. Whether they will. Uh, okay. Next, the game. So, at long last, an MCU film is rotten. Not to be outdone, it also earned the worst with the worst audience cinema score in franchise history, in line with, among other films, Catwoman and Green Lantern. Why is this important? Well, it shows that, like all things, audiences and critics have their lines drawn and can start to become disillusioned with the new it thing. This past gen, the critical it thing has been mostly third-person action games. The generation before, it was FPS titles. The one before that, arguably MMOs. The one before that was JRPGs. While none of these genres have died out, they all naturally reached an inflection point where a newer genre took the cake in terms of critical and commercial appraisal. I am aware that free-to-play titles like Fortnite dominate the charts, but do not have the critics fully on board. What do you think will be the inflection point for a shift in tastes? What genre do you think will do it? And do you think Microsoft is well-equipped? I'm personally of the belief cloud-enhanced social titles and MMOs will be the next big, big thing. And I think Microsoft is right to start preparing. Gen Z has proven quite enamored with pushing the creative boundaries of their entertainment, and I think this evolution is the next step. I suspect they will start to really take off in the latter half of the gen. What are your thoughts? This is an interesting question. It is a very weighted question. There's a lot here. Yeah, we're living in a weird time where, where the market leader, the market leader, even though it's really Nintendo, where the market leader in a certain space has a certain genre that they excel in. But the problem is that the majority of those in the media with influence don't want to let go. They don't want to let go of their single-player games and they will use their platforms, rightly so. This isn't me knocking them. I love Rocket League. I'm going to use my platform to push Rocket League all the time. Because those in the media love their single-player action-adventure third-person games, they are going to use their platforms to keep those games relevant and push those games. Again, this isn't me knocking that strategy. That's It's a natural thing to do. You have a thing you love, 
if you have a platform, you're going to use it to push the thing you love. Maximilian loves fighting games. He's going to use his sizable platform to champion those and support those, isn't he? That's just the natural thing to do. So it's a weird situation where something else can take off, but it might take off in an unnoticed way. So in our sphere, in our hardcore gamer sphere, it's all about third-person, slow walk and talk, action-adventure games. But yeah. in the background, in the background where we don't see in our in our blind spot, in our hardcore gamer blind spot, Roblox exists. Yeah. And it's this giant thing that makes so much more money than any of those 10 million, 15 million, 20 million selling games that it's actually quite humorous. Yeah. None of us care about Roblox. No. But it's this huge thing in the background that's there and it's bigger than all of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much to Destin's point earlier on about, you know, we are like 0.8% yeah. of the of the actual market of yeah. people that play video games. Um, yeah, but the thing is people with big platforms keep, you know, Jeff Keighley loves his single-player action-adventure games and he has a gigantic platform where he is going to keep those relevant, which is the Game Awards. He is going to keep those things relevant. I think um, Dio Games right though in that there is a opportunity for a different type of game. I mean, Battle Royale was the the game of last gen, right? Yes, but even became... Battle Royales though they weren't part of that hardcore gamer zeitgeist. No, like, but outside of that, they're massive. Fortnite, despite rumors to the contrary, is still huge, even though it doesn't exist on iOS anymore. It's still huge. Um, it's just, that's why with DO Games question, it's a weird one to answer. Like within the hardcore gamersphere, something may come along and take the attention away, but it depends. It depends if you can get on board those with influence within that circle. Yeah. So, if, if all the big name reviewers and the Jeff Keeleys of the world suddenly become enamored with Western RPGs, Western action RPGs, which is what Microsoft is poised to dominate, then yeah, then that could be the thing. But they need a game that starts that. So the, the game that kickstarted where we are now is probably... Depends how far back you want to go. It's either Uncharted or The Last of Us. That is the game that kickstarted where we are now uh, in terms I would of what's say popular. It's the Last of Us or Uncharted Two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said it depends how far back you want to go. But it was either Uncharted, Last of Us, whatever the case may be. Even though the first game to do it, the last generation was Rise. I know the the game that actually kickstarted where we are is The Last of Us. So there's going to need to be another game that comes along that knocks us off that trajectory and puts us towards another one. Will it be one of Microsoft's? I don't know. Will it be Avowed? Will it be Fable? Will it be whatever um, else Obsidian is working on? Will it be what In Exile is working on? I, I don't know. Um, but it usually takes a game to do it, yeah. like Last of Us did. I mean, I'd love to see one versus 100 suddenly 
be revamped and appear again and take over the world. Um, Wouldn't, but... Well, I mean, wait. Hey, Jesse. I know Jesse's there in the background. What what we spoke about yesterday? Can we say anything or no? Or will someone get in trouble? Go in the private chat. Go in the private chat. Should we say anything or would this person rather we didn't say anything? What are we speaking about? What are we, what are we speaking I'm about? I'm not going to say it. Okay. I, I don't Hold understand. On. I'm, I don't I'm understand typing to Jesse in the private chat. Again, I don't want articles. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Oh. Oh. We shouldn't talk, should we? No. Okay. We won't. Okay. Can you fill me in on the private chat? Because that's, that's news to me. Um, but, yeah, man, I... I, I'd need, I don't want to get someone in trouble. I don't want to get someone in trouble if we're not meant to talk about this thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Right. Shush then. Um, so okay. I'd like it to not be 1 a.m. So I could. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, chat. Uh, there are things. There are things. Um, I would love for it to not be 1 a.m. So I could really think about this question because it's a really good one. Um, Dear Game wholeheartedly recommend that you know you get a thread up on the forums about this because i think there's a lot of decent conversation mm. around this question like loads um love to see it and be a part of it but probably not at 1am i have to admit i can't get my brain around the magnitude of it um but i think okay. you're on the right line i think there's something yeah. something there but it, it has to do something different um we'll see next question <laughs> yeah good old collingwood Top of the morning, John, Nick, and Destin. Deza? That's a very Australian thing. We we would call Destin Deza. Deza. If it was Daryl, Deza. Um, Jeremy, yeah. Jeza. Jeza. Yeah. Uh, with Shuhei Yoshida from Sony tweeting, congratulations to Phil Spencer on the launch of Forza Horizon 5. Do you think that Sony and Nintendo will continue to share the love next week and wish Xbox a happy 20th anniversary? <sighs> Nintendo never does that. Never does uh, that stuff. Nintendo officially, but Doug, Doug Bowser does. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if Sony will. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I don't know. Yeah. Every now and again, like, you know, Corey Barlog was showing himself playing Gears 5. Fanboys got very upset about that. Um, I don't know. Maybe you'll have that sort of situation where someone like a Corey will show his original Xbox and say, oh, 20 years. I can't believe it's been 20 years. I still remember playing such and such a game, blah, 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 something like that. I don't know if you'll see the official channels do it. Um, as with the last few weeks, I've been asking questions relating to the 20th anniversary and Xbox's history. This time, this will be a little more personal. Last year, Phil Spencer declared that everything that Xbox has been, is, and will be is you, the gamer. In the countdown leading to the start of the Xbox E3 2021 showcase, the images weren't of games or of Xbox suits, but of Xbox fans and gamers. So my question is to you, who are the best Xbox fans you know who have contributed to yours and other people's enjoyment of gaming and on the Xbox? Good old Collingwood. Who is looking forward to all the Xbox cakes being baked this week? That's actually a pretty good question. Who inspired me? The Xbox fans. Um... That's an interesting oh, question. I mean, Max, like someone like Maximilian is one with how yeah. much he pushed Killer Instinct and got everyone to love Killer Instinct. Um, you know, a lot of people love Clobril. 
Yeah, I, and I everything have to he say, does. I have to say, for me, it would probably be Klopp. Like uh, he was probably a big inspiration for 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 wanting to go all out with with the site. You know, beyond just our podcast, he was probably one of the biggest inspirations for really actually getting into content creation. And look, you know, he's he he did he did the official banner work for the Xbox Wire post of like you know the the mm. consecutive games that Xbox are releasing. I'm sure he might be doing more. Um, it sounds like he's got a really good relationship. Um, he's you know Aaron Greenberg's always retweeting his stuff. I think that's excellent. You know the fact that Klopp started as a as a fan, and he was always objective. He'll be very loud when he thinks Microsoft are making a mistake. But and just, a bit of a leaker. Yeah. And clearly, you know, there's been a conversation there because the leaking doesn't happen so much anymore. But doesn't really happen anymore. But he he does say um he does he just he's always positive and that mm. is really what kind of inspired me a little bit. So yeah, outside of you know that I can't think of anyone particularly more deserving of that mention than Klopp. Uh he's a nice guy as well to boot. But there's other there's other like for me personally speaking and my Twitter followers and people who I follow, there's lesser known people that aren't big names in the community that are still cool people. Like there's a gentleman who was in our chat just before X buds. I think his yep. name is X buds. He's a pretty cool guy. Yep. Um, you know, there's people whose names I've seen for years, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram forums, like resident Dante. Yeah. Um, a lot of these Has guys that were like, yeah, there's a lot of these guys that were like me that grew up as Sega fanboys that naturally gravitated towards Xbox just because it felt like the evolution of Sega. Um, yeah, people like that, the lesser known people. Yeah. Because um, it's easy to say Rand, it's easy to say Colt, it's easy to say these sorts of people. But, there, I, you know, there's the lesser known people. Um, that are cool too when yeah. it comes to Xbox stuff. Um, I'm trying to think who else. You know, the, the Iron Lords. Oh, the Iron Lords um, are great. It's so not great that they're lesser known, but like, you know, um, who was it? Is someone else. Razor. Razor, who I think was in our chat as well. Oh, there he is. He appeared right as I said that. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's lots of people. It's the Xbox community is a pretty cool one. It is best best community, and so and so and so is the Sly Cooper one. <laughs> I said that on Twitter. Um, you know, the Sly Cooper community is you know very very passionate. I get so many DMs and Twitter tags about Sly Cooper, but on the whole, they're actually quite nice. I don't get abuse hurled at me by them. Like I do many others, they're they're quite a nice community. This like Cooper community and guys. If I knew more, honestly, I would I would say if I knew more, I would say I don't know who's making it. I don't know when it's coming out. I don't. All I've been told is that it's happening. All I've been told is like Cooper's happening. That's it. That that's basically as much as I've been told. Yeah. I, you know. For for the people that love Sly Cooper, that's great. I, I've only played the one game on PS3. I've never been a giant Sly. I was more Jack and Daxter. From that generation of games, I was more a Jack and Daxter guy as opposed to Sly. I love Jack and Daxter. The first Jack and Daxter is, for me, my personal favorite Naughty Dog game. The first Jack and Daxter on PlayStation 2. 
that is my favorite Naughty Dog game. Before they went all cinematic and forcing me to slow down and watch movies and it was just when it was all about the gameplay and collecting the precursor orbs and blah, 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 blah. I love the Jack and Daxter games. They, oh, I say games. The first one was the best one, I thought. Two and three less so. This is quite a tangent, but I just... It is. It's a tangent I got into now. Jack, have you played it? No. Really? Ah, it's good. Jack and Daxter is a really, really good game. And I had Daxter on PSP. That was cool too. But that wasn't my Naughty Dog. No. Um, But for me, it's funny. We didn't really do what have we been playing. But I started The Last of Us 2. Oh, did you? Yeah, I started it. A lot of cutscenes. A lot of cutscenes. Luckily, Naughty Dog lets you skip them. So I've been skipping all the cutscenes and have no idea what the game's about. Um, And the game tries to slow me down a lot. Like it's, there's a lot of slow walk and talk. Gamers like to have their hands held. Ah, it's just, it's, it's okay. It's a pretty good game. Um, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Luckily I can skip the cutscenes. Okay. Proven. I think we're almost at the end. Uh, we are actually, this is the last question. We're there. Proven. Hello, John, Nick and Destin. Sorry, Destin's not here anymore. We are a little over a week from the Xbox 20th anniversary stream. Is there anything you've heard? will be there that will excite fans? Or is there anything you're hoping will be there in terms of announcements or gameplay reveals? Jez Corden seems to indicate that the show is a must-watch on his podcast. So it seems like the show will be pretty good. Also, question for Destin. What is the one Xbox first-party game announced, unannounced, or rumoured that you are most excited for? Personally, for me, it's a toss-up between Halo, Fable, and Starfield. Maybe I'll answer on behalf of Destin and say <laughs> Halo. Yeah. He, he seems, seems to be very, very excited, excited about Halo. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, poor John, he wants bed. I've had a talk to John about this, and he needs to stop making it visibly obvious that he is tired. It's really hard. He, he needs a, to stop doing that. I I, uh, I stifle yawns. I, uh, I, oh, I do that a bit too. I like yawn like this. Or I'm like you do, and your eyes go all funny because you're <laughs> keeping the yawning. <laughs> <laughs> You just sort of, the thing is, you make uh, that funny face when you're holding in a yawn, and you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad, it's bad." I like the community will understand why. Like, I, I've been mentioning this in many, many podcasts. There's a lot going on at the moment, um, a lot of work, uh, a lot of cool things that we're doing, and I can't wait to be able to talk about them. And you'll see me feel visibly like the weight of the world is lifted off my shoulders but it won't be for another couple of weeks. But when it does, oh boy, you're going to be excited. Um, lots, lots of things. But yeah, okay. I will try. The 20th and... anniversary stream. Yeah, sorry, tangent. Can we do predictions or should we save that for next week's show just before it? Ooh, yeah, let's do predictions next week's show because we'll be right on the cusp for the yeah. show itself. I think that's a good Even good though time. we've kind of already said what we think or expect. Yeah, but that could all change in the next week, depending upon what we hear that's new. Yeah. But yeah. I think I think the week leading up to it will be cool. 
slash interesting. Very interesting. Slash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I think the week leading up. I also appreciate this, uh, the short answer to this question so that I can uh it's can it's just frustrating. Like you know, because everyone's been asking me all week, have you got a rumor mill? And the problem with the rumor mill is that I could get something <clears> for the rumor mill literally hours before the show airs. Yep. So I say no, but then something could pop up. And there's stuff that I asked about. There's yeah. stuff that I've heard that I said, oh, can, can that I... be on the rumor mill? And I get a big fat no. Nope. <laughs> nope. And there's, there's a good the reason mill. for the big fat nope, right? There is... Very solid mm. reason for the big fat nope. Um, mm. And yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. Interesting times. Interesting times ahead for everybody. Um, Stefan Selby makes a good point. Follow Ed Freeze on Twitter. He's sharing some great Xbox stories. He is. Have you been keeping an eye on that? I have. He's been yeah. sharing all the cool knickknacks and Xbox stuff that he got back then and signed console and a little thing and like little knickknacks and stuff it's pretty cool what he's been doing yeah um and i i would like to, i wish i could email him i'd love to have someone like ed freeze on this show or um, seamus yeah seamus seamus we might be able to do we'll see um i'd love to get seamus i wish he'd reply to more of my dms like he used to yeah now that was the last question so it was some last minute house cleaning or housekeeping uh, mm. One, if you've been sitting on a super chat and you want to chuck it through, don't donate that money to Extra Life. Um, the link is in the description below. Someone will helpfully make it appear in the chat right now. Um, go and push us over the limit and, and you know, donate to a good cause for the children. Um, it's much better than giving the money to us. Um, so, yeah, go do that. Um, but worth noting, the community has absolutely smashed the original target, which was quite modest. Um, you guys have once again proven that we are building the best community out there. Like, love you guys so much for it. Um, other than that, next week we will be back at the usual time. Um, it will be a 20th anniversary show. What usual much. time? Didn't we do usual time today? Yeah, we'll be back at the usual time. I'm just reiterating. Oh, I thought you were making that as if we did some weird time today. And I'm like, wait. No, Did we do something no. not normal today? We're okay. Um, but yeah, we'll be back same time next week. Um, I think it will be a very anniversary-focused show. I don't know if we've got a guest planned. I do my best. Like, it's hard to get one every week. And it's also it's worth hard. noting it's the, it's the busiest time in the industry. And yeah, anyone on the like, Xbox, we're all going to be working on stuff. I'm actually week. shocked that I got Max and Destin back-to-back. Yeah, that's a good. Like I'm, I was surprised that I even got that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, oh, what we're November, we're still going to get MVG on for a Christmas one. We've got to, we've got to plan the Christmas episode. We've got to have the. I want to get. Written. You know what? We should try and get MVG and Jeff Grubb on together for the Christmas one. What and then beat that would them be in cool. a friends off. That would be cool, and then because uh, Dim said he'd wear his ugly Xbox sweater. I really that I came so close to ordering a Halo one, but I just couldn't justify the cost right now. I've got to order the Friends Xbox Era T-shirt. I've got to order the Friends Xbox. There's so many. That, have you not seen? Have you seen the T-shirt 
Have you seen what's the t-shirt? What's going on? Dude, should we give the chat? Is that one happening? Pink? Yeah. Is the happening. what's going on one happening? Let me find it and I can I can get Jesse to to throw it in the chat. Hang on. It's somewhere in my somewhere in my history. Bavaria, Jez has been on before. So we were meant to do an Xbox four episode, which was the two of us with Jez and Rand. Rand was very ill and couldn't be on. So Jez jumped on anyway. And that was the first time I think we got the exclusive on Jez being on camera too. True story. I think that was the first time Jez has been on camera was on our show. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that was a thing. But we still need to do Xbox 4, which is the two of us and Jez and Rand. On camera, because I saw Jez bought a new camera recently as well. So yes, he, he did. Can, he can look yeah, but we've got to get Rand some hat on camera. Yeah, good luck with that. He doesn't want to do it. Can't force Somehow. it. Somehow. I know. You can't force but it. But I can be persuasive. I can I be know persuasive. You, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll pay try. him. <laughs> Bribe I'll him. try. Um, I can't yeah. find this image. Um, I might oh, no, here we go. Uh, copy image. I don't know how we can show this. I'm we can share it. screen. You can share screen. Uh, oh, God, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know how to open original. You, sharing screen for me is really difficult. Um, what are you trying to do? Uh, I want to just, I want to show this. I want to show this thing. I'll send it to Jesse and he can work some magic somehow but yeah i can't even hold on let me let me let me try and find it um let me try and find it have you found it yeah yeah, i found it this is this is the infamous what's going on t-shirt um okay and it's it's worth mentioning i think jesse's gonna pop in but he's streaming on twitch for a while longer so Get those extra life donations in. Get them in. Oh. So what I want to do is I'm going to share. I'm going to share my screen. Share a Microsoft Edge tab. <laughs> Stuff, Sean. Close down your tabs, John. It's not that. Can you see that? That's the that's the that's new the t-shirt. t-shirt coming to the screen. And if you zoom in, can you zoom in? Uh, I don't know. Control, control, and mouse scroll. Control. And I don't want to break anything. Yeah, there you go. Look, look in the logo. There's a little Xbox Hero podcast logo there. Yeah. But yeah, we're 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 doing stuff. We're doing things. Um, but that's a pretty cool T-shirt. That's uh, the T-shirt. That T-shirt. See how Streamyard just lets us. I know. I Streamyard's, think that's pretty cool. Streamyard's pretty cool. I don't mind it. Um, um. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of the show. It's the end of the show. Show. Um. So yeah, go go tune back. on to our Twitch channel. Um, and go go hang out with Jesse, who's going to pop in on camera right now and wave and say, "Come join us." Hello, See? I've been going for oh boy, I've been going for eight, nine hours and twenty minutes. So if you want to come, and I'm going to do a few more hours of what are you you'll streaming? never. Hmm. What are I'm you streaming? streaming? You bitch. <laughs> I am streaming Forza Horizon Five technically, but you uh, guys right, are in a okay. nice little box next to the car. It's actually a, a very nice way to watch the show. But I'm, yeah, I'm going to play really weird for our channel, I know. But I'm going to be playing some Halo to wrap up my night. There you go. Solid choice. So go go head over there, folks, and go give Jesse on the Twitch channel. Go give him all your follows and give him the most viewers he's ever had whilst running that channel right now. It would be very cool of you. Go and do Can it. I get a Halo card? 
I want a we'll Halo talk, coat. We'll talk offline. We'll talk offline about these things, all right? I gave up my Forza Horizon code. I want a Halo code. Okay. I, I hear I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. But uh, I can buy you one at retail when they come out. What? Okay. Buy me one That's at retail. That's the show, guys. We'll catch you later on. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Ciao for now.